commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire... Welcome to another Big Fake Radio Show. Joining me as always is new Larry, Kevin Jank. Want in one hand, Mike Dell, shit in the other, and see which one fills up first. That's a quote from the film we're watching tonight, Cigar, from 2014. Yeah. Although it is C period, I period, G period, A period, R period. So if you go into, it's on Tubi, but if you just type in Cigar on Tubi, it does not come up. You have to type in C period. <laughs> I just typed cigar and it, it popped up. It was like oh, the really? first thing, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, did not I wasn't going to find the periods. Yeah. Uh, also joining us is my personal attorney, spiritual advisor, Tuffy. I go to school to learn so I can grow up and make a lot of money and to teach my kids to grow up and make a lot of money too. <laughs> that kid was a great actor. Best one in the movie, I think. Uh, so, all right. There's a reason why. All we, right. We watched this movie, so bring on the Ed. Yep. Yes. The only thing that made it worthwhile was the Ed's appearance, so that we could talk about this movie. Yeah, about that. So, all right. Last week, the Ed emailed me, and he said, hey. Well, he messaged me on the Twitters, and he said, hey, uh, my buddy, he's got a buddy, Johnny Yaya, Yaya McClain. Former boxer. He used to be married to Layla Ali, this fellow. And that's when the oh. Ed met him. So they're buddies. And, uh, he's like, Hey, my, he told me that Johnny Yaya was making a movie years ago and I forgot all about it. And he goes, Guess what? Yaya's movie is on Tubi. You guys have to watch it. And I'm like, <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we got a movie for this week, but maybe, you know, some point in the future when you're available, we can watch it, you know, review it. And he's like, Cool. So early this week, I, uh, on Monday, I reached out to the Ed and I said, Hey, you going to be around this week to watch that movie? Like, we'll watch it if you're going to be there to talk about it. And he said, Yeah, let's do it. I said, Cool. <laughs> so I, I told Tuffy and Jank, I announced it on Twitter that we're watching this movie, you know, everyone's all excited. And, uh, then today I, uh, I, uh, text the Ed, you know, and, uh, I say, Hey, Ed, you still around for the fake radio show tonight? Don't hear from him for a few hours. Usually the ads pretty quick when I text him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hear That's from him. First problem, yep. So then, uh, like, I think I texted him around to 1 o'clock or something, and then he texted me back around 4.30 or 5. And he's like, yeah, nope, she's <laughs> home, can't do the show. I thought she was <laughs> off. So his wife is home. She doesn't let him do fake radio. I feel like he needs to take a trip to Walgreens or something, a two-hour trip to Walgreens. Yeah, maybe if he's a Walgreens, he can find some balls. Good Lord. What's wrong with his head guy? <laughs> could you imagine if anyone else had this problem? He would be murdering them, just making so much yeah. fun of them. Yeah. <laughs> but he, his wife's home, so he can't do fake radio. The hell? <laughs> what? Yeah. So, yeah. We watched, he, he says, I thought she was off this week. Uh, she's not. So, all right. Thanks, the egg, you <laughs> bum. 
So yeah, we watched this movie for no apparent reason. <laughs> well, now I feel like I can trash this movie so much harder yeah. than I'm going to. <laughs> if here. Oh, I was not planning on holding back because I don't even know if this is a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a movie. Uh, movie, movie, movie. Like, how do you think this gets on Tubi? Like, does Tubi pay them to put? Or do they pay Tubi to put it on? How does this work? Uh, if Money Plane made it on here, I can see how this made it on there. They're about the same quality. No. Yeah, I, I think I, I don't think it's far off compared to. That. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. It's, it's not really that far off. But does do they get like? How does that work? Does anyone know? It's like I don't know. If Tubi they get money for every time someone watches it, they just got their first like three pennies. <laughs> like, can we make a movie and get it on Tubi? Oh, I'm sure we could. Yeah, we could shoot it with a phone, and it, they'd put it on there. Tubi has no standards whatsoever. Uh, all right, well, maybe we'll look into that. But yes, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, that's going to be the big show here tonight. We're going to watch a cigar. We'll talk about it. It was only an hour and ten minutes. So yeah, that's the good part. It, it yeah. felt like it was four hours, but <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I was like, oh, I got, this thing's got to be almost over. And it was 28 minutes in. I was like, oh, my life. <laughs> yeah, let me ask both of you this. If you had to summarize the plot, <laughs> I don't know. What is the plot? <laughs> well, all right. Here, here's kind of what I would, if I'm pitching this movie. All right, so the, a, a guy... Is so first of all, a- I'm going to start a poker game. <laughs> yes, there's a Everybody poker starting game. a poker game. And yeah. they rob the poker game to steal money from a mob guy. The mob guy wants his money back. So yeah. they, they have to get the And then the they money decide back. instead they're going to start a poker game because everybody's starting a fucking <laughs> poker game in this movie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that happen between that and the end of the film like make no real sense. <laughs> like just yeah, like one guy dies, but then he's not dead, and his wife is in witness protection for reasons that I don't understand. Yeah, all right, let's not, different not, guys. Let's not really. Yeah. Let's, we'll get into it in a minute. We'll get into it. In a minute. Let's just set the table here. So, uh, also after we discuss cigar, I also watched the eleven movies this week. Ooh. Hey, all right. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about these. Yeah, I remember a few years back I did this. I I did it for several weeks in a row last time, you know, and uh, yeah. I think I think back then I had uh, the Hulu's and the Netflix and everything. So there's a lot of movies at my disposal. Nowadays, I had the Peacocks. I had uh, Amazon Prime, Tubi and Freebie. Those were what I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. And inappropriately <laughs> timed commercial breaks. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll get into that later in the show. Also, uh, any other big news to discuss? Oh, oh uh, we're very close to having more T-shirts available. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm starting my own little T-shirt store. <laughs> so <laughs> Tell me one of them has Shockma on it. <laughs> eventually, we will get there. But uh, I, I found this place because we wanted to make shirts for uh, Flea Market Fantasy. And I, I found this website where you, you give them the designs and they print them up and they distribute them. So... You know, obviously you don't get a big cut of the, the proceeds or anything, but still, it's at least we can get shirts out there. And, uh, yeah, and I can just make one any designs I want, you know? And so I've got six in the holster ready to go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we're bringing back the old LCS hockey show shirt that we made back in the day. 
Um, but it's a conspiracy. Still on a Heather shirt because that's that's the kind I like. Oh, you like the yeah, Heather shirts? Heather blue. See, yeah. see, that's what I wanted to ask you fellows about this. There's a lot to go into this making t-shirts, you know, because apparently there are a lot of different varieties of t-shirts and a lot of different qualities <laughs> of t-shirts. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> you know, I want to So, you know, the fans are that because I'm trying to keep make them cheap, cheaper shirts, you know, but, you know, yeah. you make these expensive shirts, the price gets up there. You know, I'd like <laughs> to keep $20 shirts. So, sure. And uh, it, I, so. I'd make the better the quality of the shirt, the less money I make. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. Yeah. I said you go cheap. I'm, I'm cool with that. Mike Dell's got to get his taste, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He's just looking to wet his beak. He wants to start that poker game. game. He just wants to wet his beak here. <laughs> I want to do the high quality shirt, but at the same time, it's like, hmm, probably not the <laughs> best. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't want them to be cheap, terrible shirts either. Well, maybe nice. just do like, you know, if you want the nice one, that's $25. That's exactly right. Because I did that two Canada Cup shirts that I designed, and I put them on a fancier shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was going to charge them like 25 bucks. But Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone's buying those anyways. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do this Canada Cup shirt for uh, years, and uh, I remember telling Corey about it many years ago. And I don't think he was into doing T-shirts at the time or something. I don't know. But uh, I've just always had this. This was a terrible idea. No, no, no. It's a great idea. And uh, I just always had this shirt in my mind I wanted to do. So I did it. And uh, so that will be nice. Uh, But, yeah, we got two flea market fantasy shirts so far. uh, The LCS, two Canada Cups, and a conspiracy theory shirt. That I, I got those Canada Cup shirts. You're going to be like, how about a nice check it out shirt? Everyone's clamoring. <laughs> I, that's no, no job. <laughs> I will be doing this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but I can do anything I want, you know, because they're print on demand. You don't have to order anything like ahead of time or like so. I, I know, can just because you can do anything you want doesn't mean you should do anything you want. So we <laughs> need to uh, come up with ideas like what we could have triangle of sadness shirts. You know? yeah. yeah, there you that go. Sounds like an obvious one. Yep, that's perfect. Jank suggested bringing back the Big Ugly Larry shirt, doing like an updated version of the <laughs> yeah. shirt. Yeah. What else? Oh, any other T-shirt ideas? Like Shockma, we could pay tribute to Shockma somehow, I'm sure. Yeah. Is there a Manchi yeah. T-shirt we could make? <laughs> I, I could draw yeah. Governor Gabby, like, pushing a Manchi T towards you. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, go, she on cap- top of that, that cabinet. Yeah, that, really. right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, so I can do whatever the fuck we want to do. It, uh, it's a good time. Yeah, so, no checking out though. We'll skip the checking out. First. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> She's so gonna myself. Quite surprised. <laughs> so that's something to look forward to. T-shirts. Well, lots of t-shirts. Ah. I'm I'm interested. <laughs> Buy some T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I just don't know because I ordered like a sample shirt of the Canada Cup, and it takes you like two weeks to get them, you know. So, uh, or six to ten days or something. I don't. Know. So it'll it'll won't be here for a while yet. So I don't know. And that's on the fancier T-shirt. So I don't know. Uh, and I don't really want to order samples of everything because that's uh. <laughs> Money on the deal. <laughs> Still better than it used to be. Where it's just like send something in the mail, and maybe in six to eight weeks it might show up. 
So I'm just trying to research all these different uh, T-shirt styles. And, qua- and it seems like every T-shirt they offer is a good quality shirt. It's not like it's bad. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's like one of those know. pre-ripped Hulk Hulkamania shirts or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I think everyone will just find out together how good the shirts are. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll just all <laughs> find out as a team. We'll wait. And whoever's the first one to buy them, if it's no good, they can tell you. And then you can switch it up. <laughs> That's right. I bought this shirt, but the nipples were cut out. I don't know why. <laughs> That's an added feature. But I think there, there's got to be, a, if we think back over the history of the show, there's got to be a million different shirts we could do. Like I was thinking an Ohm's One Mr. Lab shirt. For the old yeah. Yeah. From Block Talk. Uh, what else? Uh, there's a lot of things we could do. You know, uh, you could do an all in the family style, the Batman shirt. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot. Um, something about the parking lot. Where the power shirt jump. Giving you the high hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. <laughs> he had pooped himself. <laughs> Do a shirt for that strip club in Vegas where they have like amputees <laughs> and you throw change at them. <laughs> yeah, uh, baby fights. Yeah, uh, baby. Yeah. Fights. Baby <laughs> jean. Yeah, baby jean shirt. <laughs> the people's camp. Baby jean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something to look forward to in the coming Rates months. Itself. Yeah. So at some point this week, I'm sure I'll have things finalized. I mean, I got everything where kind of ready to go right now but uh uh i just want to confirm a couple of these t-shirt choices <laughs> before i <laughs> but we'll figure it out all right so that's something to look forward to yeah, and uh yeah the reason why i was able to watch so many movies this week because i spent a lot of time drawing you know so i would just uh at night i would just start drawing stuff and before you know it six hours go by and i watch three movies so there you go it's just uh, that's how it works and uh Although I wanted to watch some uh, foreign films, but they had subtitles, and I can't read <laughs> and draw at the same time, so I have to wait. Yeah, I was going to say you're not really you. watching these movies if you're drawing at the same time. Well, uh, the way I, I do it, you know, I got the TV right behind me there, and I'm holding the tablet, so I just look up, you know, and I'm listening to it, and I look up. Yeah. Tens are old radio shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep track of things. <laughs> yeah, you know, track of things. So. You know, it's a right. good one to watch because you don't have to watch the screen at all. Is lock. Uh, L-O-C-K-E. I never heard of that. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's just, it's literally just Tom Hardy driving the entire movie. <laughs> How is that good? <laughs> <laughs> How could that possibly be good? It's really good. <laughs> How long of a film is this? Uh, maybe like an hour and a half. Not particularly long, but... Yeah, it's just in a talking car. to different people on the car phone. And uh it's it's riveting. <laughs> His life is just completely falling apart. <laughs> I never heard of this. When did this come out? Uh I don't know, twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, somewhere around there. Hmm. I wanna say. I've watched it probably like six times. It's just a good thing to throw on when you don't really want to watch the screen that much. <laughs> Two thousand and thirteen. Oh, okay. Earlier than it's I thought. Not- 91% approval. On our yeah, it's solid. I think Tom Holland is like his son, but you never see him because it's just a voice on the phone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Does he ever talk to the Ed at any point on the phone? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> the Ed's trying to sign up for Barber College. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's talk. Well, is there anything else to discuss before we get into cigar jank? Uh, anything going on in your world? Fuck no. <laughs> right. I didn't work today. That was fun. Because uh, of the weather? No doubt. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. How, how much snow do you have there? Honestly, not that much. We probably could have gone in, but my boss called at like six in the morning saying, hey, we're closed. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm not fighting you. Did you go sled riding? Because that's what, you know, when you miss no. the uh, sled ride. Yeah. Not so much, but. Yeah, we're just getting rain here. No snow, just a lot of rain. So, yeah, maybe it'll change the snow this weekend, but uh, no idea. What about you, Tuffy? Anything exciting? No. Also, no snow. Hi. Right. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> The last uh, three episodes of Twin Peaks season two. Ah. So we can get to that later. All right, oh, that's something. That's All right, let's it. talk. Let's talk about cigar. What the fuck? <laughs> All right, get that out of the way. All right, here's the IMDb official description: A former boxing champ, now cigar shop owner, and determined father struggling to stay in his son's life. Finds himself in debt to the mob. <laughs> None of that is true, is it? <laughs> like he's the former mm. boxer, but does he, he own no scenes with his son? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You... Does he own the cigar shop? I thought someone else owned the cigar. I shop. thought someone else did. Yeah, I thought the lady yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it, it continues. There's a even more to this description. He oh, turns to his eclectic group of friends for help to raise money to clear his tab. But he must also avoid a determined police officer that blames him for the death of his twin brother. Okay, <laughs> a couple things. <laughs> a couple things here. That, that determined <laughs> cop is—he's in one scene for like ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And he blames him for killing his brother because, yeah, he killed his brother. That's why <laughs> he, he shot the guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he blames him for it because he did murder his brother <laughs> but, yeah this isn't a fugitive situation where he's wanted for a crime he did not commit uh, very little in that description is accurate so they didn't want right. to watch the movie to actually sum it up <laughs> which was a smart move on their part <laughs> this was written and directed by Yaya McClain the Ed's buddy and yeah. There are a lot of famous actors in it, and by that I mean there aren't any known no. in this movie. So <laughs> I, I will it's say there's one. There's some attractive women in this film, though. I think uh, I think Michelle is pretty good looking. Uh, you know, Blonde lady with that sweet good pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his wife was pretty good looking. So yeah, I mean, can do a lot worse than what was in here. But uh, yeah, no one famous at all. So, nothing to discuss there. I don't even know I why it's called Cigar with an acronym. Like, Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. What is that thing is good at running? <laughs> like, what could it possibly stand for? Cigar. <laughs> like, at no point in the film. Like, when I saw the movie poster and I saw Cigar as an acronym, I thought this was like an espionage thriller. Yeah. Like, uh, the Lethal yeah. Ladies, like Andy Serrano. Yes. <laughs> But no, it's just, I don't know, cigar. Do you think any of those cigar shops we see in this movie are the ones like Ed would frequent back in the day? Oh, they got to be. I'm sure he's Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, a lot of cigars, a lot of cigars. Um, Although this, wasn't 
taking place in Atlanta. But this wasn't in Vegas, right? This is oh, that's it. I just assumed it was Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I assumed it was Vegas. But they're the the Atlanta Penitentiary is the jail is the only signifier we get. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just got thought because of the boxing gyms and everything and the cigar shops. I'm like, oh, this is the Ed's backyard. But no, I guess not. Yeah. So. All right. So yeah, the movie opens up at a uh, poker game, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of many poker scenes. <laughs> and I don't know. There's a lady, or I don't know who's playing poker in this at the beginning. I fucking remember. No uh, idea. Just, yeah, yeah. just uh, there's a white guy and there's a a bald white dude, and he's kind of like watching the game or something. The people are playing the game. And yeah, then, they explained later what happened, yeah. and I still don't understand what happened. <laughs> so that bald white guy. And the one uh, black lady in this opening scene, they got together with our buddy uh, Yala, Yala McLean. He plays Champ. Champ, Champ yep. is his name in this movie. Champ, Champ Ian Miller. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's the champ. They got together to come up with this scheme to rob this poker game of, uh, of the money. But during the heist, the black girl like flipped on him. And she killed the bald white guy. Well, she brought and, some other guy in to help rob them. Yeah, some like Rastafarian guy. I can yeah, never understand then, what he said. <laughs> and then he shows up at the end of the movie again, right? Like at the very end, like he's part of their crew then at the end, which made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's a yeah, lot. The of alliance is in here. I, I could not keep track of them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. All right. So uh, like an entire season's worth of Big Brother in an hour and 10 minutes. Now, but that uh, the black lady who killed the bald white guy, she was getting the money. And but then the champ's wife. Who he's on the outs with comes in the back door and shoots her in the back and takes the money. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So everyone's Maybe. blaming Champ for like stealing this mobster's money, but technically he doesn't have it because his his wife does. I think is what we're. But then his wife never gets in trouble for it at all. You know. Yeah, and the yeah. wife is all like indignant. Like, why am I? Why are they coming after me? Like, just because I'm associated with them. But like, you stole <laughs> yeah, the money. Like, you stole the money. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much in this film that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> All right, so anyway, that's kind of the opening scene. We just see this like shootout, and we don't we don't know who the players are at all until later. Like Tuffy says, they explain it. Next thing we see, right, is is a champ. He's teaching kids how to box at the boxing gym. Yeah, and they're hitting the pads. Those little kids are bringing the heat on the pads. They're doing pretty <laughs> yeah. good, and. Too but bad this like, wasn't an 80s movie, and that could have been a young Gary Coleman. <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> yeah, this would be like a – and uh, Champ would have been played by Robert Guillaume. And yep. <laughs> the, the Champ and the Kid would be the name of the movie, right? <laughs> anyway, uh, he's, he's training these kids out of box, and, like, the SWAT team shows up. Yeah. And then we also learn later that the ladies who are in charge of the SWAT team are also corrupt. Yes. Yeah. They like to go shopping, it turns out. 
So the SWAT team shows up and he runs out, but also the mob shows up at the same time to get him. And yeah. but he, he evades them both. He gets into a car. Then he's on in his car. He's calling his buddy Smoke because he needs help. <laughs> and Smoke says to go to V's cigar shop and he'll meet him at V cigar. This lady named V who owns the cigar shop. Oh, her name it, was V. Yeah, a reference to like um, Olamite Queen V. Uh, no, no, no. Her <laughs> name's like I think they said her name's Victoria and V. Victoria, oh. but mm. um, in that opening scene at the poker, that's when Champ shoots the twin brother of the cop, and he's real proud that he did. That guy's name was D, which was confusing. He had a D and a V. <laughs> yeah. You might want to mix that up. <laughs> Well, if you put the D in the V, that's a good good night. <laughs> <laughs> that's later in the film that happens. All right, so yeah. he goes to the cigar shop run by this girl Victoria. Also, there's a girl there named Michelle who is horny as hell. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she wants to bang Champ as soon as she sees him. Now, they clearly they had to have known each other before this, right? Like. I don't know. Seems like it. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of seemed like they did and kind of seemed like they didn't. I <laughs> yes. Like she, like he walks in and she goes, Hey, good looking. What can I do for you? So it's, I don't know if she's playing like they know each other or like she's just meeting him for the first time. <laughs> and she's saying, <laughs> but either way. So champ goes to talk to Victoria or V and he lays out the whole backstory and he explains what happened at the poker game where everyone got shot. And he's yeah. very proud that he killed that cop's twin brother. Like, yeah, I killed that D. I killed D. Me. I killed him. So Victoria says that smoke is coming, you know, in like 10 minutes. And they have a plan. They're going to get together and come up with some way to help them out or whatever. And they're family. So don't worry. We're family. You don't owe me anything. It's like a Fast and the Furious. You looked out for my mom in yeah. some incident that we didn't see, but whatever. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she says smoke will be here in 10 minutes. So uh until then, why don't you just do whatever you want to do to Michelle? Have fun. And then yeah. Michelle comes in, and they make the sweet, sweet love. And, <laughs> yes, uh, it won't take ten minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just feel like he I, would he would last more rounds with Floyd Merriweather than he would with <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> yeah, we don't see any like that. There's no nudity or anything. They just cut, and then he's like smoking a cigar, and he's like, "Yeah, that didn't take ten minutes." And she says, you know what they say, time flies when you're with Michelle or something like that. <laughs> and um, then smoke gets there, so he gives off a smoke. And uh, is this where they – oh, they go meet up with uh, their other friend, who I guess is his brother-in-law? He's like the – Yes. Okay. Hmm. And, and they go to his house, smoke the champ, and now this brother-in-law kid. Yeah. He's yo- He's younger. And apparently he had been doing very, very well, but then he lost his Bad job. Yeah. yeah, lost his job. His wife got sick. Uh, so he how- also started a poker game, and that's how <laughs> he stayed afloat. <laughs> that's right. Start, maybe I should start a poker game in my basement <laughs> for yeah, green version nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they say uh, these white, these rich white folks are playing for a hundred grand a hand. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Damn. So, uh, so their big idea is to have another poker game. They're gonna rob that <laughs> poker game. I thought that's right. That's right. Yeah, they're gonna. Uh, 
the the waitresses at that poker game, the the guy who runs it just fired some, so they need to hire new waitresses. So their friends are going to pose as the new waitress mm. to help them rob it. I guess yes, because apparently, yeah, if they drop a bottle, he gets the owner gets so mad that he literally throws them out of the club, like physically throwing them out to the back doors. So that gives them an opening to get in. Yeah, yeah. So like Morris Day and Jerome in uh, Purple Rain. Just throwing ladies in dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw Purple Rain, but I'll take your word for it. So, yeah, they have two friends. One, Mandy, a, a blonde white lady. And then I think Summer was the other one, uh, a black lady. Sure. And um, so Summer is the one who drops the bottle at the game. Wow. And, and V's playing in the game. There's another white lady in the game and, I don't know, a couple other people playing. And uh, so v, so Summer drops the bottle. The guy who runs it, this guy's a piece of work. Uh, he's, a, yeah. he's, he's a white guy with, like, Not dreadlocks. Not the best actor. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh, so he gets real mad, and he, he's going to throw her out the back door. They open the door. She, they throw her out. And then there's Champ and Smoke are there, and Champ just starts opening up. Boom, boom, boom. Killing people. <laughs> and this is where I got confused. <laughs> One of the yeah. many times. This is where you got confused. <laughs> so Mandy. I, mean, I was really following before, but yeah, this really got confusing. So Mandy, the blonde girl who's working with them and who later we find out has that sweet ass pussy. Yeah. She comes <laughs> out. She pulls out a gun and she like goes over top of V who's with them and who like falls down on the ground. And she points the gun like right. At, we're looking at her now. She's pointing at the camera. She says, deuces, bitch. And shoots her. Like, aren't you on the same side? Like, why did? <laughs> and yeah. And, and then the scene just like goes to black, and we just hear gunshots. And the next thing yeah. we see is a news report <laughs> that Champ Ian Miller or whatever his name is <laughs> was killed in a shooting at a, a nightclub or High poker, poker game. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that was bizarre. It was like, you guys were robbing the place. Like, who? how did he get shot and die? <laughs> and then they don't really address it. They're like, oh, there was like another body that they blew the face off with a shotgun, so they assumed it was him. Yes. Like, no, there's no explanation at all of why anyone thought no. he died. Exactly. <laughs> like, from this point on, the movie makes no fucking sense. Nothing makes any <laughs> no, sense. No, the movie never made sense. <laughs> it just made less sense. Like... Yeah, so he's believed dead. So now the mobsters, I, I think the the main guy, like, what is his name? Uh, something like Ballantine or Ballin... Ballinucci. Yeah, Ballinucci. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so mad now, because he wanted his money from Champ Ian Miller. And again, though, Champ Ian Miller's wife has the money. But anyway, uh, he yeah. says, uh, all right, well, I want you to find the guy that shot Champ Ian Miller. Because now that guy's on the hook for the money. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Good luck trying yeah. to collect on that one. So now his two goons are going around trying to find who killed Chan. So it's like a mystery now. Who killed Chan? But who? No, we never find who shot him. No one knows. Why? Who no, knows? we have some white guy later ever, who says, yeah, I have I money know. just because my dad killed him or something. No, no. He said he killed my dad. Like his Ooh. dad was his dad was the white dude with the dreadlocks, I think, who owned the place. And. I, I, from what I could tell, and he says he killed my dad. Why should I? I'll kill whoever you want. I don't have the money, but you know he killed my dad. So I don't know. 
But because I actually went back and watched it twice. I, I watched this movie for the first oh time. Oh, my God. I, I, I didn't watch the whole movie. Man. But I watched it like on Wednesday or something or Tuesday. And then I was like, I really got to watch that ending again because I didn't understand. <laughs> fucking thing that and yeah, he says yeah. he killed my dad. So I don't. This whole thing is just pointless. None of it makes any fucking sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Champion Miller's not dead. And we get this montage of him coming back to life. He was like, shot, <laughs> Yes, he was shot. Who shot him? I don't know. Yeah. No one like, if you're still death, in the bandages like eight him. months later. <laughs> like, I thought the whole thing was they were going to fake his death so he'd get off from having to pay them off. Right. You know? Yes. Like, that would kind of make sense, right? Like, yeah, I faked my death. He can't collect his money because I'm dead. But no. He did get he shot. He got shot in the side and somehow they assumed he died. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. <laughs> and then they just find out he's not dead somehow. Although we never see that, re- like, where they realize that. They just assume, oh, yeah, they're going to find out I'm not dead soon. We got to come up with a plan. Also, in the montage where he's not dead, like, they do a little uh, cut screen that says six months later and show him running in the park. And then another yeah. cut screen that says eight months later. Yeah. Yep. Still so, running. So it's a long fucking. Well, they did several. They did, like, uh, well, five or six of those cutscenes. Oh, the first time oh, he's in okay. a wheelchair. So these aren't. Now that I'm seeing it again, yeah, it's not counting like an additional, I'm assuming, it's not yeah. four months later and then an additional five months later and an additional Correct. six months later. Correct. But it's still eight months okay. after or seven months after the shooting incident. So it's yeah. still a long yeah. time. Long but time we were in a You see him in a wheelchair. Like, <laughs> yeah. You see him on putting one month later on each of those, not not adding to the, <laughs> the month on the cut screen. But, yeah, there's just a couple seconds of him in a wheelchair. They cut to a black screen two months later. Then him in a cane three months later. One of them deals, so it's, it's pretty amazing. But either way, uh, then we see him. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love this. Then we see him back in the gym when he's fully recovered and he's hitting the heavy bag. And he, he's like, yeah, I'm fucking back. And then there's a doctor standing there while he's working out. And we know he's a doctor because even though they're in a boxing gym, he's wearing a white coat with a stethoscope in his pocket. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so while all this is going on, now we also have this little subplot with the brother-in-law and his sister, who is Champ's wife. And he's somehow working with the cops because he wants to get her into witness protection so Balanucci doesn't kill her. Even though Balanucci should have every right to kill her because she stole his money. Stole money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is where we find out that D, the guy who was shot in the opening scene, was another cop's twin brother because we see that same actor in this scene. Yeah, and that cop says one of the guys was my twin brother. That's and how that's we know. The, that's the only time this guy's in the movie, this character. <laughs> so, like, for that uh, to be in- isn't he? Is he yeah, anywhere else? Like, he walks down the stairwell past the guy later and ignores him. No, that was a different guy, wasn't it? That was his attorney then. He's talking to his attorney. I thought that was the cop. I don't know. Yeah, because, again, I watched that twice. So, yeah, because there's a scene where the brother-in-law is sitting on the steps and this attorney guy walks by. And he goes, oh, you're not even going to acknowledge me? And then he's uh, talking to him. And this attorney says, all right, I'll, I'll try and help your sister out. Get her into witness protection. And he goes, but it's going to cost $50,000. And he just happened to have $50,000 on him. And he gives it to him. And, and he says, count it. And he looks in the bag and he goes, oh, yeah, that's $50,000. All right. This is just the retainer. You know? And he gets real mad. And he's like, yeah, but get it myself. So he works it out. So his sister gets put in first prison. 
I guess. <laughs> no, I thought that was a different lady in prison. No, that that's his. Well, no, that that's his sister <laughs> in prison because then she that calls him. Scene. She calls him when he's uh he's getting gas in his car, and uh, like someone hit a phone inside the prison, and she gets the cell phone and she talks to him, and she's like, "What happened? You ratted me out to the cops?" And he's like. Hey, I'm doing it to protect you because Bellinucci is going to murder you, you know? And, and she's like, ah, she starts crying. I don't want to be in prison. And he's like, it'll be all right. She's like, where am I going to see my son? Oh, yeah, we got to get back to the son because that, that scene happened yeah. before this. But um, <laughs> she's like, what Doesn't am I going to happen see? after that? When uh, well, she's she, back out? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That happens when she's, <laughs> that oh, yeah. happens when she's a that's witness protection. Yeah. yeah. But Michelle can just show up at any time and talk to her. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, she's like, "When am I going to see my son?" And he's like, "You'll see CJ tomorrow. It's all right. Trust me. You know, you you need to nut up or something. I think he says, or man up, man up. (laughs) Got to man up." And and that's it. They hang up. But we don't need any of this in this movie. You don't need any of this. All right. So yeah, later on, she gets in witness protection, and uh, Champ, before they can do their plan, he wants to make sure things are squared with the wife. So he goes. I'll send in Michelle. And we see Michelle, the, the horny girl from the beginning of the movie. She goes in, drives up, and just, like, finds the the wife and the kid. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be in witness protection. They're just sitting in a park. Michelle knows exactly yeah. where they are. <laughs> <laughs> and what you always want to do is, when you're talking to your ex, send the lady you're now banging to talk to her. <laughs> that's, that's that option. And, and what was the point of her even going there, like, to make sure, like, because she just shows up and she goes, well, first she talks to the kid. And that's where Tuffy gets the quote that he opened the show with the kid talking about, why do you go to school to make money and all that other stuff? Uh, the kid's a tremendous actor. He is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he is. He is dead behind the eyes. <laughs> and and Michelle, uh, I don't know, then Michelle gets a phone call when she's there from somebody and they tell her something. And then she just tells the the wife, you better take care of Champ. He's a hell of a man. You don't take care. Like, I don't know what the fuck this whole scene was yeah, they about. Start getting yeah, a fight they, for they've not years. been together at any point in the movie. So I don't know why she's like, hey, you better take care of your man. It's like they've been separated for at least <laughs> seven months. Yeah. She's like, he's a good man. And if you don't take care of him, somebody else will or something. I don't know. It was just a ridiculous scene. It made no fucking sense. Michelle already <laughs> took care of him. Yeah. <laughs> In so, less than 10 minutes. so now Champ, he's got a, he has his big plan because he says we're going to get we're going to set up a uh, meeting with Balanucci, and I want to give him his money back, you know. But we're going to kill him is basically what the plan is. So, um, but how? We, so they sit around the cigar store there, and they got to come up with a plan. It's Mandy, Smoke, Champ, and Summer, that other girl who dropped the bottle at the club, and the plan. Their plan is for Mandy to fuck Balanucci's one right hand man, his goon. Yeah, and because she's got that sweet ass pussy, <laughs> that sweet good pussy, that sweet good pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and that summer girl's like, Mandy, you better put it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better put it down. Yeah, because the, the plan <laughs> the plan is to make him fall in love with Mandy, so then they'll get him to do whatever they want. You know? <laughs> so, solid plan. So Mandy goes and makes the sweet, sweet love to the good. You know, yeah, twice at least in the one night. Yeah, Mister Two Times. 
And we almost, we see some side boob, I believe. But, uh, I don't think any full on. I'm sure that's the one scene you definitely went back to watch twice. (laughs) (laughs) Just to see what was there. So, uh, but she tells, uh, this guy, I can't remember his name, but he's, again, Balanichi's like right hand man. She's like, you need to make sure that this handoff goes nice and clean. No trouble. All right. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. So they make this sweet, sweet love again. So now it's time for the big meeting. And Ch- Champ and his crew, and that Rastafarian guy's back. He, he, yeah. he wasn't in at any other point of this movie. Uh, <laughs> by the way, and, I, we should mention there was a couple other scenes where, like, there would be, like, black bars on people's chests. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. On yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was fucking yeah. insane. Like, even on the earbuds they were wearing or something, I guess there's a logo that they were fuzzy one time. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a floating black bar in the one guy's shirt. And it was like on, covering up his mouth half the time because it was like so close to his chest. It was like, what the heck? At the beginning of the movie, Champ is wearing an RG3 shirt. And I guess that's fine, yes. but I think it's a Nike logo in the shoulder they had to fuzz up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, that is great. That's a sign of a good film when they have to also, black out brands. <laughs> does everybody know that Champ is alive now? Because when they pull up yeah. to this final scene, the lady says, We have Champ in the car. There's no point to him being dead because no one finds out he's not dead. They they just champ just says it in that one scene. He's like, they're going to find out I'm not dead sooner or later, even though it's now nine months later. If like two cars worth of people show up at your place, be like we got this guy you've been looking for. Wouldn't you like pat him down? See if they have guns that they're bringing in. <laughs> well, they were going to do that. Grenades. Champ had a plan. <laughs> Or bombs or grenades. Yeah. They have a lot of those, too. <laughs> so, yeah, they're getting a standoff with the uh, security for Balanucci in the parking lot or whatever. But the, but the guy that Mandy had sex with, she takes Champ to make with Balanucci. But then everyone in the park, I don't know. It's all fucked up. I don't know, like, what happens in the parking lot. Are they getting an yeah. Everyone shoots everybody. And- There's a great moment though where champ was doing his whole speech like he's got his grenade out and he's like oh you know i'm gonna kill you all or whatever he's giving his whole speech and he's he does he says something like now get those motherfuckers i mean put those guns down yeah, <laughs> yeah. He left it in like he clearly flubbed the line and had to like rethink it <laughs> the line didn't matter it was just a random swear to emphasize yeah. the point it could have been motherfucker it could have been goddamn could have been anything <laughs> but yeah, everyone had guns. This and champ, he is, he is faithful to the script. You know, yep. <laughs> you got to well, write it. Yeah, he yeah. wrote it, so he wanted to make sure he gets it right. <laughs> but uh, everyone else has guns. He has a grenade, and and he's like, put every, put that all your guns down or whatever. I don't know. It, none of it makes any fucking sense. But <laughs> no. well, everyone's out in the parking lot shooting everybody else. Uh, the, the guy Mandy had sex with takes Cham back to meet with Balanucci. And uh, before they go in, there's a guy sitting outside the door and they talk to him and they say, you better get out of here, buddy, or whatever. And he goes, all right. So we're thinking uh, the bad guy, the the guy Mandy stuffed with is taking uh, Cham and to die. Champ and to die. Cham. Well, if his name was Cham, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Champ and to die. Yeah. would have blown up at the end just like, uh, <laughs> just like the real Cham. But Champ just turns around and he says, hey, you know, they say it's no fun unless you uh, give your homie or something or your, I don't know what he says. Yeah. So, so he gives, he gives the, the, the guy who works for Bellinacci a grenade too. And they open the door and they just roll the grenade. 
they, we just see one roll in. By yeah, they roll under the office chair. And we just see Balanucci from behind in the chair. And we had seen him earlier in the film, so I'm guessing that actor couldn't come back to shoot that scene. So they just had someone else. <laughs> Dangerous men situation. <laughs> so, so now they're best buddies. They run out of the place. The office things, everything blows up, and they get in. They get in their cars. And yeah, it was a spectacular away. explosion. It was very uh, Neil Breen esque. <laughs> just explosions where nothing was actually happening. So they pile in their cars and they're driving away and there's voiceover from Champ and he says something about loyalty or a lack of loyalty is what ruins every organization. And uh so but my I trust my people or whatever and I'm I don't know what the fuck's going on. And they all I just trust leave. my people, even this, you know, guy who was working for Balanucci two seconds ago, but just because of some sweet good pussy switched that's right, you know, changed his mind. And That's this right. Rastafari guy, guy, who I don't know, like a lot of people yeah. at this poker game, and almost me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so much about this movie that makes sense. But yeah, so uh, Mandy, that's that's a sweet good pussy, convinced that guy to switch sides, and murder his boss. Yeah, yeah. Now he's with them, and they yep. they drive. That is some sweet good pussy. So. <laughs> and that's the movie. That's how it ends. That was it. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully yeah. that's where it ended. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was rough going. <laughs> there, there was one part where I think when D is talking to Cham like that first time, like uh, she's like, "They want to TKO you. They want to technically kill you uh, off." <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Yeah, I still don't understand how she died. Like, why did she die? Like, why did Mandy shoot her? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope. Oh, my, my like other fork boards. To another to great part the loyalties is when they first have the newscaster say that uh, Champion Miller was murdered in the uh, poker game. Three, he, three people, other people were murdered, and three or four others seriously injured. And then they cut to, to Balanucci. And he's with two ladies, and and his guy calls him up and says, "Turn on the news." So he turns on the news. It's a different news report using the same exact description. Of, <laughs> like now it's a male newscaster, and he says, "Champion Miller is murdered along with three others and three or four others injured." <laughs> three or four. We're not sure if the one's injured or not. <laughs> so three or four others. They're all going off the same report. Yeah. Oh uh, man. <laughs> Uh, Those newscaster sets too are not very official looking. <laughs> well, the second one looked pretty good compared to the first one. The first yeah, one, yeah, the first one was rough. So, I don't think they're letting that lady on the news. They try to keep <laughs> a little more photogenic on the nightly news. <laughs> At least comb your hair. All right, so there it is. Cigar, and again, we still don't know what the acronym stands for. Maybe we can get the Ed to ask Johnny Yaya what that means. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So, Tuffy, what do you think? One out of ten for Cigar? A one. A definite one. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Tuffy on this. I can't even pretend to go more than one because it was it was not a fun watch. Like, I was just like, no. it's going to be over. <laughs> yeah. L- listen, I, I respect Johnny Yaya for trying to make a movie, you know? Sure. Yeah. He's done more than we could. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I maybe 
take a screenwriting class or something. Uh, <laughs> or call me up. I'll help you out, Johnny. I'll help you out. Yeah. Or make would, a movie where you're just driving a car the whole time and talking on the phone. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh so good good on you, Johnny. But yeah, I can't give it more than a one either. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's just for Michelle. Yeah. I was a big Michelle fan. I like Michelle. She seems like my I'll be honest. Kinda, I did not think we would uh, be tying money plane for worst movie we've watched, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> I would rather watch this again than Money Plane, I think. Ooh. Oh. Uh, no. No, I think I'd watch Money Plane again over this. <laughs> really? Yeah. Man fucking a goat or whatever it was. That that was at least something. <laughs> Wasn't it an alligator? Man fucking an alligator. Yeah, yeah bet on a guy it. fucking Money an alligator. <laughs> I don't were there any good looking women in Money I can't even remember Money Plane. Yeah, I remember Kelsey. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the Black Widow chick. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. No. All right, so uh, Tuffy, uh, does that is it still your pick, or I mean that shouldn't count as your pick, right? I mean that was the edge. Ed, goddamn, better not. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he doesn't want to take the plate for that. So yeah, we we're going body melt. <laughs> body melt next week. Body melt. All right. Hey, next week also Dick Belsky will be here. Hey, just hey. Uh, not to spoil anything, but like one minute thirty seconds into body melt, already seeing boobs. All right, well, there you go. All right. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> hey, Tuffy, will you be able to record at 8 o'clock next week? Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, because Dick Belsky will be here. You could say literally any time after, like, 5 p.m., and I can record. <laughs> All right, we'll go at 8. And, uh, yeah, it's been a few years since Dick Belsky's been here. He's got a new book out, and uh, we'll talk all about it next week. Hey. And the Browns are in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, it might not be by next week. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. By next week, who knows? (laughs) But all right, there it is. Uh, Cigar. Uh, That fucking Ed. (laughs) I knew this was going to happen. I was like, there's no way he's going to show up. Yeah, I knew Ed was not going to be here. When I was watching this movie, I was already (laughs) getting mad that, like, there's no fucking way Ed is showing up for this. Uh, All right. So I watched eleven movies, and yeah, all right. So the way I, well, I Lord of about the Rings this, and eight all other movies better than Cigar. I I did not watch Lord of the Rings, but the way mm. I go about this is like I said, I only have a certain uh, number of channels, so I go, hey, best movies on the Peacock, and then uh, usually there's a list of like you know top fifty movies on the Peacock, and then I'll go through the list and I'll write down ones that look interesting or things I haven't seen, and I'll do it for Amazon Prime. So I come up with a big list. And then I just go through and knock out a few uh, as we go. So I'll probably keep doing this for at least another week or two. And uh, I'll uh, keep knocking out some more movies until I run out of movies. So uh, number 11, most of these are on Peacock. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of the films are on Peacock. Two were on it or three were on Amazon or four were on Amazon. All right. I could have sworn I watched them on freebie. What the fuck? Maybe <laughs> you just looked at it and then we're like, nah. I think a couple were on freebie and maybe some something else. Oh, I know. Maybe in freebie, there's a lot of crossover. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember which one it was, but I remember definitely there were commercials in some of these. All right, so number eleven, <clears throat> the Batman, two thousand twenty. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you oh. did it. I'll say this about the Batman. It was the terrible. 
I don't know yeah. how it gets all these good reviews and shit. Like, you look it up, and it's got, like, 80% approval and all this other bullshit. Like, Jack, yeah. did you did you watch this? Yeah, I sadly saw it in the theater, and I, I was with you. I'm like, I don't understand why people like this so much. Like, people, people like the all best. these Batman movies, and they're all they all fucking stink. They all stink. They don't all stink I mean, The Dark like Knight's great. You're wrong. The Dark that. Knight yeah. is not great. The Dark Knight... Heath Ledger is great in The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is a movie is not great. Heath Ledger is awesome, so it makes people think it's great, but <laughs> it's not great. Uh, the, the Dark Knight Rises is awful. Yes, that, that is, is true. Terrible. And then uh, this is there are not at least four good Batman movies like that. You're <laughs> stretching it with four. Um, the first one with Jack Nicholson. Michael Keaton's. Yep, that one's great. Yeah. Batman Returns. Also 1960s. Good. Oh, the 60 one. All right. If you're counting that yeah. one, with Adam West and the shark <laughs> yeah. repellent. All right, yeah, I'll give you that, that one. one's great. And uh, The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. Actually, five, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah, that, one, that first one with Christian Bell was pretty good. Yeah, that was fine. Um, all right, so... But but there's been like 50 Batman movies now, so, so there's only four good ones. That's so good. But this is the Batman. It's the one with uh, Robert Pattinson as uh, Batman. Yeah. Very emo uh, Bruce Wayne, who yeah, that's pretty that's obvious cool. to everyone that he'd be Batman to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just acting like a weirdo the whole time. Like, yep, that's definitely Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I, what is it about, like, uh, all these movies, they... I, they're also, like... Um, there's no joy to it. There's no like uh, I don't know what, what's the word. Yeah. They're all just so mopey and sad, and it's like why do I want to watch Bruce this? Wayne is supposed to be? It's supposed to be like this gregarious, you know, party going guy. So at least it brings that element of okay, he's he's really just a sad mopey guy inside, but at least he's got to pretend to be something else to fool people. Yeah. So at least you have that to balance it out. But this guy, he just sucks. And he, you don't even have like the Alfred relationship. Like he was a bitch to Alfred the whole movie. And then all of a sudden there's like one moment where he's like, oh, you almost died. I guess that's sad. But like there was no relationship between you guys at all the whole time. And can we just move on from his, his parents? You know, can we just tell a movie without his, you know, the whole death of his parents? It's like the same thing with Spider-Man. Show it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we don't need to sound so, but the, the whole thing's about his dad. And it, by the way, uh, there's so much I, I hate about this movie. Yeah, but, um, the Riddler just fucking ruined the Riddler. I mean, that was just dumb. Some guy on Reddit, basically. He <laughs> looks like a baked potato. This guy, <laughs> and um, he's the Riddler. And uh, who's uh, Commissioner Gordon? Is that Jeffrey Wright? Was Commissioner Gordon? Yeah, yeah. That was a complete empty character, right? There's nothing there with Gordon. Yeah, nothing. nothing. And they really leaned on the whole, like, the police are weirded out by Batman, like, every time. It's like, all right, after this happens, like, five times, it's like, get over it. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. Batman. Yeah, because this is a young Batman, you know? Like, he'd only been doing Batman for, like, a year or two at this point in his career, right? As yeah. Robert Pattinson. I think it's supposed to be, like, year two-ish, I think yeah. they said. Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. She was cute. I like Zoe Kravitz. But, yeah. Uh, she was good. Uh I did like there had a fight scene between her and the Batman, and she was, you know, it was kind of like, you know, a 100-pound woman fighting a Batman. So it's like, yeah, like she didn't kick his ass or anything. So I'm like, oh, I, I appreciate that. And then um, what else? Uh, oh, Colin Farrell plays the Penguin. Yeah. I had no idea. Because, again, I'm drawing <laughs> and shit, so I wasn't even, like, paying that close of attention. 
But I, I, when I was watching the movie, I was like, I was wondering who the fuck is doing that terrible Robert De Niro impersonation? Oh, it's Colin Farrell, <laughs> apparently. That's who that was. It's Colin Farrell. I don't know. Yeah. That's um, how he learned to do an American accent, I guess, probably, just watching Robert De Niro. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't very good. And Fal- uh, John Turturro is uh, Falcone. Yeah. The mob leader. And Falcone is also the father of Catwoman, although he doesn't know it, I guess, and she doesn't know she doesn't tell him until the end of the movie, I guess. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but like I I don't know, there's supposed to be some mystery about oh, who's killing all these people, like some serial killer movie thriller. And nah, it wasn't. It it just Yeah. I mean we all knew it was the Riddler. <laughs> like yeah. he was leaving riddles and stuff. Like, yes. Even if you didn't know going in that it was the Riddler, you knew once he got these riddles that that's the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, there's no mystery. And then he just gives himself up. It's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I would fight you, Batman, but again, I'm built like a baked potato, and I'm not going to be able yeah. to fight anybody. So. And then the climax is Batman versus a flood. It's like, well, this isn't a good fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't do shit. <laughs> Batman versus a flood. <laughs> but yeah, they blew up the dams or something, so they're going to flood Gotham City and... Batman's yeah. just saving people. I, I did. I did kind of like at the end when the Riddler's like, you know, hey, he's interviewing in, in, uh, in the interrogation room or whatever, and he's like, hey, you know, I learned this by watching you. You know, you inspired me. Because <laughs> that was another one of my problems with the film is, again, we see Batman as the protector of the one percent in corruption because the Riddler, he's a good guy. He's murdering corrupt politicians. <laughs> That's what he's doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you want me to be mad at the Riddler for taking down corrupt government? Really? No. <laughs> he, he, yeah. He's a better villain than that. I'm rooting for Riddler. I'm Team Riddler in this. But Batman <laughs> comes in and, and stops him from. He protects all the corrupt politicians. Thanks, Batman. What a guy you are, <laughs> jerk. Uh, yeah. But again, Batman didn't didn't even take him down. So I don't know. He just got tired and gave himself up. <laughs> sat and sat at a diner and had I, some. Pie. I just. I just hate it's not like I just said, all so mopey and everything and it's just uh yeah. just don't like any of it. Way they like tried to work something in the way into like the score of the movie. Like that was Yeah, Kirk Cobain and Nirvana something that. in the way. Yeah. That that hurt me. Hurt me in my soul. Yeah. Hurt me in my balls. When I heard Cobain in this. But uh yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't one out of ten, maybe like a four, three or four. I don't know, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, felt like a lot of it was just Bruce Wayne riding around on a motorcycle, not even in Batman gear. I'm like what? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Catwoman has a motorcycle too. They all have motorcycles. Yeah. 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 There's not much here. Although Zoe Kravitz does uh, wear colored wigs at one point, I believe. Right? She has a colored wig on. Yeah, sounds right. Sounds nice. nice. But, uh, yeah, it's not very good. So that's the Batman. Yeah. Don't, don't the watch it. It's terrible. <laughs> All right. Uh, number 10, something called Bad Education from 2019. This starred, uh, Hugh Jackman and, uh, Allison Janney. Oh, and yeah. Ray, Ray Romano <laughs> is in it as well. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> so uh Hugh Jackman plays a Long Island school superintendent and he's like everyone's hero and I guess this is based on a true story. I have no idea. But everyone loves this guy, he's very personable, you know, all the ladies love him. And uh 
he's up, but he, uh, he always stays off from the ladies because he says, you know, my, his wife died and he's still mourning for his dead wife. Sure. But he's gay. That's the secret. Oh. Ooh. But everybody, everybody loves him and he is, uh, like really improved all the schools. Everyone's going gangbusters. Everyone respects this guy. And, and, uh, but little does people know that they're running some scam or they're like embezzling money from the school budgets. And, uh, there's a little school reporter girl, uh, it's the high school or whatever, but she comes in to interview him about, uh, something and she says, ah, it's just, uh, it's just a little fluff piece. I just need a little quick quote or whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. And there's no such thing as a, you, you decide what good the story is going to be, you know, don't let, you really invent, you, you become a true investigative journalist. You know, you work these uh, stories, you know, because you have talent. I know you have talent. You can do it. So he gives her a little pep talk to become a better journalist. And so this girl's like, all right, cool. And then when you know it, she's the one who uncovers the scam. <laughs> she starts digging around. And she uncovers it all. So it's basically just how they were uh, stealing money from the school system and everything and living the good life. And then it all comes crashing down. And uh yeah, so. No, it's a fine movie. It's perfectly fine, but don't go out of your way to watch it or anything. It's just, <laughs> there's nothing like extraordinary about it. Yeah. That summary kind of, I feel like I've seen the movie already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's no shocking moments or like amazing scenes. Jackman does a good job. The, the girl does a good job, but it's just, you know, yeah, there's nothing exciting. Nothing. Yeah. All right. So yeah. whatever. All right. I think that may have been an HBO original or something or I don't know. At least I saw a poster that said that. I don't know, but it was on, uh, was that on, that was on Amazon Prime, that one. All right, uh, number nine, Bernie from 2011. <laughs> no, is this about Larry's this, buddy? Uh, no. It's <laughs> 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 Bernie. Uh, and it's not about Bernie Madoff either. I thought that's what it was going to be about. It, it's Jack Bernie. Black and Shirley MacLaine and Matthew McConaughey. Ooh. And uh Jack <laughs> Black plays this guy who uh he's uh, a weird little fella. He's like a mortician and but he's very personable and everybody loves him. So he goes to the small Texas town and he just wins everybody over because he's he's a very charming fellow. And one but he's he's also uh, a gay fella probably, you know. Oh. So he befriends all these, these movies. But when he's working with uh uh, well, he's more like asexual probably than gay, but he uh, he's working with all these funerals and stuff, and he befriends all these old old ladies whose husbands die, and he's just a really cheerful guy. You know, everybody loves him, and he he really befriends Shirley MacLaine, and everyone in the town hates Shirley MacLaine because she's very mm. rich, and she's just a uh, you know mean old lady. But yeah, the lady in Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, but he becomes her pal, <laughs> and they they start hitting it off. And so he just, he becomes her like companion and he's always taking her places and everything. And, uh, they become good buddies, but eventually Shirley McLean just starts becoming uh very possessive of him and becoming like an old shrew, you know, towards him and uh, becoming all paranoid. And so, uh, Bernie kills her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bernie, Bernie shoots him in the back the with a shotgun. And so he goes, he goes on trial, but every, and Matthew McConaughey's the sheriff investigating things. And everybody in town loves Bernie, though. And they don't care that he killed this old lady. <laughs> 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 yeah, she kind of deserved it, you know? Like, 
Bernie want to do this? And Matthew McConaughey's like, no, Bernie confessed to doing it. <laughs> he told us. <laughs> They're like, nah, Bernie would never do that. It's, it's on video. <laughs> so they have to like take the trial out of the town because everyone in the town loved Bernie so much. Usually you take it out so that, you know, the defendant will get a fair trial. Yeah. So, um, and Bernie does get convicted and it, this is based on a true story as well. So, yeah, a lot of true stories here. And there's some pretty good things in this movie. Like, uh, they show these little talking headshots. It's, a, it's almost like a mix of a documentary and a fictional film because they show these little, uh, talking heads. It seems like they're real people talking, like real citizens of the town. And I'm guessing some are actors. But there's some really funny stuff in what they're saying, <laughs> like just the way they talk and everything about Bernie. Uh, I mean, it's, a, again, a fine movie, but uh, you know, I want to go out of your way to watch it <laughs> or anything. But, <laughs> but it's perfectly. Yeah, I've never been a done. big Jack Black guy. Yeah. Kind of bugs me. Yeah. I hear you. So, uh, yeah, if Batman, I guess, is a three or four. Uh, bad education would be like a five. Bernie's like a five, six. You know, it's fine. Whatever. Uh, number eight, I'm your woman from 2020. And this stars Rachel Brosnahan. Okay. She's at the fabulous Mrs. Mizell lady. Yeah. 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 And Jake, do you ever hear of this film? Did we? Uh, nope. Not at all. I think it's an, uh, an Amazon original or something. Maybe, possibly, I don't know. But she's like the wife of a criminal guy, and she like doesn't. She knows he's a criminal, but she doesn't get into his business too much, you know. And they're trying to have a kid, but they can't have kids or something. So one day he just comes home with a kid, and a little baby. And he's like, "Hey, this is our baby now." And she's like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I, don't worry, it's all worked out. He's our baby now." Hey, congratulations, your mom. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got a title. <laughs> I got him in a bucket at the park. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Let's give him some nachos. <laughs> so then uh, he goes out on a job one night, you know, and uh, <clears throat> next thing you know, one of his buddies comes to the house. and He's, hey, you got to get out of here. Uh, things went down. It went poorly. You got to get out immediately. So we're going to have a guy come pick you up <clears throat> and he's going to take you and the baby. We're going to put you in a safe house somewhere until things calm down. She's like, what happened to my husband? He's like, ah, don't, we don't know. Don't worry about it. Well, <laughs> we can't tell you. And so. <laughs> Uh, this guy comes and gets her and they're on the road for a little bit and they're kind of like on the run from the, these mob guys who are trying to kill him. And it turns out like her husband apparently whacked a mob boss of another mob crew or whatever. So now they want to sign. No, it wasn't the Bonnet, Bonnet, Baladnucci or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, so they want... <laughs> yeah, what if that, what if this movie was also like the other side of Cigar? Like, um, there's a poker game that went wrong. Her husband goes at the poker game. Yep. Now they got her. You won but, that baby in a poker game. <laughs> Somebody bet their baby. So <laughs> she's on a she's on the run, and this guy's trying to protect her a bit. And Bob's coming after her. And that's basically the movie. And then at the end, you know, she fights back, and she, you know, it turns out her husband's dead, and um, <laughs> there's a bunch of shootings and whatnot, and. Uh, it's okay. <clears throat> I expected better hearing the reading the write ups of it. Like, oh yeah, this movie's good. Eh, not really. It's okay. So much. Yeah, that's the theme of these movies I watched this week. They're okay, but nothing too great. And frankly, when I see a movie and there's a baby in it, 
I hate it already. So <laughs> it's a lot of crying and shit. I don't need to hear. Yeah. So yeah. Again, there's nothing really interesting or unique about this film in any way. So yeah. But it's <laughs> that's, that's like another a common five. theme with movies these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so it's like another five or six, uh, probably a five, whatever. All right, uh, number seven, Listen Up, Philip from 2014. Stop me when you've heard of any of these films because I uh, <laughs> will do. Batman. <laughs> Listen Up, Philip. This is uh, my buddy Jason Schwartzman, who uh, was in Rushmore, of course, and uh, yeah. Bored to Death, one of my favorite shows back in the day. Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That's right. And also it has Elizabeth Moss in it. It's old, uh, what's her oh. name? Ooh. Peggy. <laughs> Peggy. Peggy. That's right. What was Peggy's last name? Uh, Olson. Yeah. Well, wait, what was it? Olson. Peggy Olson. Peggy Olson. That's right. Peggy Olson. All right. Like Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> Schwartzman plays a writer who, uh, he's finally getting some fame. And he's kind of like a jerk about it. He's just like kind of rubbing it in everybody's face that he's finally getting to be famous. And, but he's kind of like just a jerk, the Schwartzman fellow. And Elizabeth Moss is like a photographer and she, their relationship's kind of terrible. And the whole movie is just Jason Schwartzman being terrible to people and Elizabeth Moss trying to get away from him and get her own life. Then there's also this older writer who's basically Schwartzman, but much older, who now wants to take Schwartzman under his wing and like be his mentor. And you just see how his life ended up because he was also this kind of person. Oh, his daughter's played by Jessica Jones. Oh, oh man, I like that. Yeah, what what's her name again? Uh, <laughs> oh shit, um, uh, I, Kristen Ritter. Kristen yes. Ritter, that's right. Yeah. I just I just know her as Jessica Jones now. But yeah, she, she's <laughs> in this. And uh, she's kind of like, because uh, Schwartzman just leaves Elizabeth Moss and he goes, he's like, I'm just going to go, uh, i got to finish my second book. He's struggling to finish the second book. So he's like, I'm going to go to his place. He has his place up in the woods or whatever. And I'm going to go there for the this, this summer, at least. And Elizabeth Moss is like, wait, you're just leaving me here? And she's like, he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And so she's trying to get on with her life when he's gone. And he's like sparring a bit with uh, Kristen Ritter. And you see her relationship with her father's terrible. And so I don't know. It's I like Schwartzman a lot. I like Elizabeth Moss. But again, oh, Eric Bogosian like does like a, Eric Bogosian does like a voiceover narrator deal throughout the whole movie. Do you remember that guy? Eric Bogosian? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no. Radio. Oh, all right. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, so it's okay. The ending's kind of cool because Schwartzman never really changes or he just, his <laughs> life just goes the way it's going and he ends up lonely and bitter. And, uh, so, uh, it's okay. But you just see Schwartzman having terrible relationships and being an awful person. And that's about it. Yeah. The whole point throughout the whole movie, I'm just like, why, why do I care? You know, <laughs> why do I care? If things would work out or not, for he's a terrible person. Why do I care? <laughs> so, but you know, some good acting, I guess. But sure, not not too much to write home about. Number six from 1997, Clock Watchers. 
Nope. This, huh. this stars uh, Tony Collette, Parker Posey. I'm a Ooh, big Parker okay. Posey guy. Yeah. And uh, Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow. Okay. Oh. And Tony Collette is a uh, real shy lady who gets a job as a temp at an office. And Parker Posey and Lisa Kudrow are also like temps. And, but they've been there longer. And Parker Posey's shown her the ropes. And it's just, it's kind of like uh, just an office place little thing, you know? And there's like a rot, like all the temps hate the permanent people that work there and the permanent people don't like the temps. And it's kind of like, uh, no one there has any respect for the temps. So it's just, she becomes, Tony Collette becomes friends with Posey, Kudrow, and another girl. And it's just about their relationships in the office. And then the relationships like fall apart when someone in the office starts stealing things. And uh, Parker Ooh. Posey blames another new lady who just showed up. And everyone else is kind of blaming Parker Posey. They think she did it because throughout the movie, she steals a lot of stuff outside of the office. <laughs> She's like a club uh, shoplifting stuff all the time. So their relationship kind of falls apart. Parker Posey gets fired and uh, the other ladies all break off. And it's just Tony Collette by herself at the end. And then she kind of like rises up and, becomes a more assertive person, I guess, but not really like she becomes more assertive at the end, but I standing up to the even more shy other person who was really stealing things. <laughs> so I don't know if that's really much of a change in her character, but uh, I was going to be like Tony Collette was the one stealing things. That's the big twist at the end. Yeah. Or like Tony Collette would uh, rise up and take down the company from inside or something, <laughs> do something really dramatic to get revenge <laughs> on everybody. But no, she really doesn't do anything like that. So Poor she just, comes in with a gun. Uh, it's just like a, a quiet little, indep- I guess it's an independent movie. I don't know. But it has that feel to it, you know? Um, yeah. So it's fine. Again, it's like, fine. But yeah, nothing exciting. Yeah. Just the usual crap. All right. Yeah, it's been quite a, quite a week of movies I've been watching. All right, number five. Oh, so many winners. The Invitation. <laughs> From 2015. This oh, this was, sounds familiar. This was directed by Karen Kusama, and she is the lady who also did the TV show Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. I watched that. So, The Invitation, it opens up with a fella and his uh, girlfriend. They were invited to a dinner party by his ex-girlfriend. And uh, they're very... Uh, I like the setup. For some reason, yeah, it's not a swinging situation. But uh, when they're, when they're driving there, I think I think during the the first time I was watching these eleven movies uh, years ago, I started to watch this film. And the opening sequence, they're driving to the party. They hit a coyote in the road, and they like the coyote's like dying, and he has to kill the coyote to put him out of his misery. And uh-huh. I recall I turned the movie off because I was just like, because uh-huh. they killed the coyote. Yeah, because it's just weird. Yeah, I just wasn't in the mood to watch a coyote getting killed. And, and then, so yeah. I, so I wasn't sure. The whole movie. So when I was watching this movie, I wasn't sure if that, because I had a vague recollection of the invitation. I'm like, I remember something getting hit by a car at the beginning. I'm like, well, if that's what happens here. This is probably, I saw this film. And, and the, so when I see the coyote get hit, I'm like, oh, fuck, here it goes again. So he, he has to kill the, because you see the dead coyote, like, bleeding, and the coyote's looking up at you. And it's like, oh, I don't want to see this. So, uh. Yeah. It's not really an animal dying. I, I a, know, I know. Uh, so I, I turned the movie off again. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch this fucking thing. But then I came back after a couple of these other terrible movies I watched. I'm like, well, I can watch it if it's, you know, who cares? So, uh, <laughs> so I went back to it and I finished watching it. And apparently the first time I also turned it off and never came back. 
So this time I did one. So they make it to the dinner party. And now his ex-girlfriend, she's with a new fella. And they're in the same house that they used to live in together. The Our main hero guy and the ex. Like, it's the same house. But now she's there with a different fella. And they're, like, super, uh, like, a woke spiritual kind of, like, uh, new agey, like, oh, peace and love situation. Yeah. And they're all talking about how to get over past trauma and everything. And all these other party guests, th- these are all old friends who haven't seen each other in a few years. And they're all getting together. And they've all had some things go wrong in their lives, you know. And But throughout the, the evening, it basically becomes clear that it's almost like they're trying to win them over to Scientology or something. They're trying to, like, pitch them, like, hey, come join. We, we're part of this new thing, you know. Come join us. And they show them, like, a video of what it's all about. And it's a lady who's being helped into death. And they're like, wait, did we just watch someone die? And they're like, yeah, well, she was sick and she wanted to go. But wasn't it peaceful and beautiful that, you know, she went and like, okay, sure. And as the evening goes on, it gets a little weirder. And our main guy, he's going through the house, you know, and he's just having all these bad memories because something traumatic happened in this house. And that's why their relationship ended. And we find out that they were both drug addicts and also their uh, their child died somehow. Like he drowned. So going back into the house, they have all these, he has all this trauma and he becomes like super paranoid. He thinks like something's wrong here in this dinner party. Something's wrong. We need to get the fuck out of here because I don't know what's going on. And the whole (laughs) night gets weirder and weirder. And eventually you find out that the, the new lady and, or the ex and her new guy, they were down in Mexico and they're at some cult and, and they become part of this cult. And now this cult, basically has these dinner parties. They bring people together who've suffered trauma and they murder them because they think that's how you get like, because the afterlife is a beautiful paradise. Why are you still living in this world? It's a terrible world. Go be joyful in the paradise. We'll help you along your way. That's the a lot of good points. (laughs) So basically, you know, the the so hitting the coyote at the beginning of the movie, putting the coyote out of its misery. That's basically clearly a metaphor for they're trying to put them out of their misery of life to get in and so they're just trying to murder everybody and they're like things get pretty intense and you know running around the house trying to kill each other and everything i think i may uh, have watched this at some point or at least part of it i i wish you would remember because there is a thing that happens at the end that is so dumb <laughs> and i can't <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know how it got past like the editor or the writer like why didn't anyone in the writing process say, no, you, this character shouldn't be here doing this at this point. But basically, like, it, like the guy and his girlfriend survive at the end, but also just some other party guy survives as well. And he, like, plays a pivotal role in them surviving. And then at the end, they just, uh, in the backyard after everyone else is dead except these three, they hug him and say thanks, and he just walks off. And then the final two characters <laughs> have, like, the big moment at the end. Like, why is he there at all? Just have the two. <laughs> Only the two of them should survive. No one else should survive. Why is that third guy here? It makes no sense. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, But at the end, you see the boyfriend and the girlfriend. They're uh, staring out over the city. I guess it's in L.A. or whatever. And they're just hearing all these terrible things going on, like um, sirens and people screaming and all that shit. And they're like, you know, the world's a terrible place. And they just reach down and hold each other's hands. So, you know. Oh, uh, if we're here in it together, we can get through this terrible world and everything. And yeah, so whatever. Oh, thank yeah. you. 
<laughs> Why is that guy here? <laughs> Maybe so the guy, they should have let the guy stay and they could have all made three. I know. It yeah. made no sense. Why is that guy? Like, I thought for sure that guy was going to kill them then. <laughs> but no, he didn't do anything. He just, he just drifts off. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> uh, so dumb. Uh, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Again, it's fine. <laughs> Soft recommendation after all that. <laughs> Maybe... Maybe like a five or six. All these movies are like a five or six. These are the best movies that are on Peacock. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why, like, I'm going through a list of best films, not just random films. These are the best ones. Uh, all right. So these top four are pretty good. All right. These next four are pretty good. Uh, number four, Half Nelson from 2006. This is, this? this is Ryan Gosling. Yeah. He's a teacher. In an inner inner city school of all you know black kids, like he's the only white fella around it seems, and but of course uh, usually in this situation, oh the white guy's the savior, you know he comes in and he, he <laughs> but no in this film he's a filthy drug addict. This Ryan Gosling, <laughs> <laughs> and and his life is a dumpster fire. And the the one uh, the main girl the the little girl in this movie does an awesome job. Uh, like the kids in the film are like eleven, twelve, something like that. I think her name is, uh, Sharika Epps. And, cause then when I was like looking her up, I'm like, I'm looking through the cast and I'm like, I don't see a little girl in these pic. Oh, oh wait, this was back in 2000. Oh yeah, she's like in her thirties now. <laughs> and I'm seeing her photo. <laughs> but she related to Omar Epps? That's what I looked. I didn't see anything, but she does a very good job and she's been in other stuff since then. So was she better than the kid in, yes. uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, she, she's no really way. Awesome. But uh, so he, she's in his class and uh, her what's the, I'm trying to remember all these because I watched this a while ago. Her father is in prison. Or is that her? her yeah, no, I will say it's yeah, I can't remember. You know, it's her brother's in prison. Her dad. I don't know where the fuck he went. So she has a single mom and the guy his her brother used to sell drugs for a guy in the neighborhood and he took the fall. So that guy's watching out for her now, you know, whenever they need money, he kicks them some money or whatever. And um, so, but you know, his mom doesn't want him watching out for him because she knows he's a bad guy or whatever. And, uh, but she's kind of like drifting towards him because her, you know, she sees life's pretty terrible and he gives her money. So, uh, Ryan Gosling is trying to, he recognizes this situation, so he's trying to protect her from this drug guy. But at the same time, he's a drug addict. <laughs> so, he's buying, he's buying drugs from this guy now. And this guy's giving him drugs. And the little girl finds out, she likes, looks up to Ryan Gosling, she thinks he's a cool dude, you know? But then one time she finds him all high in the, the restroom. <laughs> Cause he's also a basketball coach or whatever, so. Um, but still they strike up a friendship and he's trying to watch out for her. And then at the end of the movie, she ends up like saving him, kind of protecting him. And it has a clean little ending, like too clean, probably. Uh, <laughs> but is there a third guy that like lives and just walks away at the end? <laughs> no, <laughs> but Ryan Gosling does a really good job and she does a really good job. So it's worth it to see, uh, their performances. Also this movie, I have two, uh, favorite jokes. All right. And this movie has uh, one of them in it. My, my first favorite joke is what's long and yellow and seldom rings. 
an unlisted banana. All right. That's one of my favorite. I love that joke. It's from the Dick Van Dyke show. I love it. And then uh, the other one is uh, knock, knock. Who's there? The impatient cow. Impatient cow. Ooh. <laughs> All right. See, that's a good joke. But <laughs> no, it's this, very bad. Those are your two favorite jokes? Yeah, those are my two favorite jokes. <laughs> Now, uh, in this movie, they do the cow joke, but they do it wrong. They they say, uh, how do they word it? Instead of impatient, they say the... That oink instead of moo? No, they say a different word instead of impatient. Now I can't remember what it is. The uh, <laughs> I don't know, but because they use the different words. They said with fewer dogs instead of more dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but but impatient is very key to this. Like, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Fuck, I can't remember what they used, but they used the wrong word is what I'm getting at. They fucked up the joke. But, you know, it, but it's like the closing of the movie is this joke, basically. So it's a huh. prominent thing. So. That's the closing of the movie? Well, well, well Ryan Gosling's uh, brother's girlfriend tells him the joke at a dinner party. And then that at the end of the guy movie, from the invitation comes in and goes, hey, I got a joke for you. <laughs> no, no, no. But at the end of the movie, <laughs> Gosling, uh, the little girl, like, is trying to clean up Gosling and. They're sitting on the couch together, and he's shaved. He's all cleaned up, you know, and he tries to tell her a joke to make her laugh, you know, to lighten the mood, and he fucks up the joke. He tells it wrong, and then it ends. Well, he's a drug addict, so what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, shouldn't, shouldn't he be the wrestling coach instead of the basketball coach? Yeah, half Nelson, yeah. Calls half Nelson? <laughs> you would think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why. I guess because drugs just had a half Nelson on him and not a full Nelson. He <laughs> wouldn't have been able to get out. All right, so uh, number three, Blow the Man Down from 2019. <laughs> Nothing? Never heard of it? All Nothing? right, this nope. sounds erotic. <laughs> no, it's not erotic, but it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, so these two girls live in a uh, fishing village uh, up in, like, New England somewhere. And, and their mom just died, and they uh, she owned a store in this little town, and they were trying to they were trying to keep the store running and whatnot. The one girl, they're both like, uh, the one girl I think maybe is a senior in high school and the other girl is like, it would be college age or whatever. And she's like super responsible. The younger one's kind of like a party girl. The younger one just wants to get out of town. She doesn't want to stay around. And so after their mom dies, uh, one night the little uh, party girl, got, she goes out to get drunk and, you know, have some fun. And she gets picked up by this guy in a bar and uh, they're going to go, you know, party and she kind of realizes oh this guy's weird like uh she's driving his car and uh he's snorting coke and then she sees a gun in his glove box so that's kind of strange <laughs> is it ryan gosling <laughs> no it's not ryan gosling <laughs> uh, so he tries to you know get all gropey with her and she doesn't want any part of it now and he starts chasing her and eventually it ends up she's she kills him with a harpoon <laughs> so yeah she like stabs right. him. She stabs him in the chest with a harpoon, and then smashes him in his head with a brick. And uh, she they, she doesn't know what to do. She goes down, tells her sister. Her sister's debating what to do. You know, should we call the cops or whatever? And uh, they say, you know what? Let's just hide the body. <laughs> Let's just hide the body. So they go back. They put the body in a cooler, tape it up, drop it into the, the ocean. And so the rest of the movie is them just trying to get on with their lives, even though they her sister murdered a guy and they covered it up. And also in the city, there's a lady who runs a brothel and mm. the uh, other ladies in the town are trying to shut down the brothel. 
And the lady who runs the brothel was good buddies with the sister's mom who died. And so there's some history there and some uh, shady business going on. And one of the hookers ends up dead. And so there's an investigation into how the hooker ended up dead. And it kind of crossed paths with the guy who the sister murdered is also tied into everything that's going on. So the investigation start getting closer around. So it's a, it's a good little movie, you know? Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Below the man. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't know who the girls are in it. And like, I don't recognize anyone too famous in this movie, but, um, but it's a good movie. I would recommend watching this. Uh, it's a solid eight, I would say. Below the man down. Okay. Uh, yeah, Half Nelson's probably a seven or seven or so, maybe an eight. Uh, number two, now, now this film's pretty great. I had never heard of this movie, and I love characters that have cool names, so I'm always on the lookout for cool names, you know, because when you're writing a book or something, it's tough coming up with interesting names. And so the title of this movie is called Putney Swope. <laughs> Swope. That's an awesome name. He's Swope. Yeah, that's pretty and good. The, I had never heard of it. This movie's from 1969. And, you know, I'm Mr. Old Movie. You think I would have encountered this at some point. But I never did. And uh, this was written and directed by a guy named Robert Downey Sr. Oh. Yeah. Iron Man's daddy. Yeah. Howard Stark. <laughs> so the the premise here is uh, Putney Swope is the only black guy at an, all, at an ad agency. Like on Madison Avenue, very Madison-esque. Yeah, already. yeah. And um, at the one meeting, their their boss dies. He has a heart attack and dies. So they they take a vote to who should replace him. But the only rule of the vote is you can't vote for yourself. You have to <laughs> vote for someone else. So everyone else thought that no one would vote for Putney Swope. So they all <laughs> voted for Putney Swope, thinking you know that it would increase their chances. <laughs> And here Putney Swope ends up winning. He becomes the boss of the ad agency. So now, and again, this is 1969. So a lot of race stuff going on at the time and uh, Vietnam and all kinds of, kind of stuff. So this is very satirical and uh, it's very funny. And it's just a look at advertising and society and what people value. And so Putney Swope, the first thing he does when he takes over, he's like, we're not going to advertise booze or cigarettes or anything like that. And it comes, they, they, the atmosphere in the office becomes more like militant and stuff. And he uh, he fires anybody. He's stealing ideas from people and just firing them and stuff. It's pretty great. It's pretty funny. And the, the guy who plays Putney Swope is uh, named Arthur Johnson. But I guess during the filming, he was having trouble with the lines or whatever. So Robert Downey Sr. dubbed all his lines. <laughs> so the voice wow. is Robert It's like Downey Tropic Sr. Thunder. Yeah. Uh <laughs> But this movie's in black and white, but then they do, like, uh, parodies of TV commercials and stuff, and those tend to be in color. I think they, those are shown in color. And there there are some naked ladies in this, uh, so you yeah. do get to see some naked ladies. But it's very funny, very smart, uh, extremely well-written. It's just a satirical look at, you know, advertising, society, commercialism, and all that. Uh, highly recommend Putney Swope. Big fan of Putney Swope. Good name. Uh, I'll give it a nine out of ten. Also, uh, Antonio Fargus is in this. It was his first acting role. Do you guys know who uh, Antonio Fargus is? is that? <laughs> no. See, this, this is why I need to be doing this show with old people. Uh, he was Huggy Bear 
on Oh, One of my favorite shows of all time. And his son, uh, Justin Fargus, played, uh, is a running back in Michigan, and then he played for the Raiders in the NFL. Remember? Remember that tough huh. Son Scott was a bully in uh, Christmas Story. Do not remember that. <laughs> what, Antonio Fargus, Huggy Bear. What it is. And for the Huggy Bear was. Raiders for six years, apparently. Uh, Huggy Bear was an informant for Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, in the movie Starsky and Hutch, he was Snoop Dogg, played the part. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, the number one movie that I watched uh, this week was The Holdovers from 2023. And when we were looking over with uh, Cousin Pete, we were looking at the best movies of the year. This was on that list. Yeah. And yeah, it's nope, a good movie. But it was. <laughs> it's uh, Paul Giamatti. And oh, I did see a trailer for this this week. Yeah, he's, uh, I, I think this might be at a Prime original or something, right? Something like that, or I don't know. Well, yeah, I saw him. Maybe. So maybe it's a Peacock original. Yeah, that's probably where I saw the advertisement. Uh, but this is also set in like 1968, 69, something like that. And he's a uh, curmudgeonly old uh, teacher at a boys' private school. And it's a uh, Christmas break. And everyone's going home for Christmas, but there's always a couple kids who, you know, family or whatever, they can't go home. So they stay in the school. So someone has to supervise them. So he gets, it's his turn to do, well, it's not his turn. It's some other guy's turn and he lies to get out of it. And then so Paul Giamatti gets stuck with it. And he's just real strict, no nonsense professor, real jerk. No one likes him, you know, mm-hmm. but he's, he's a smart fellow. The and trailer so, didn't make it seem very good. Like it made it seem like, oh, it's, it's these kind of jokes where it's like, I can't fail this class. Oh, I believe you can. You can put, yeah. it, put your mind to it. It's like, that's not very funny. Come up with better well, jokes. Well, there's, that's not really a huge joke mm-hmm. in the film or anything. Uh, but, well, maybe uh, don't put that in the trailer if you're trying to sell yeah, people on that. Probably not. <laughs> but he's uh, watching over, like, there's a, at first there's a group of, like, seven or five, six kids. But then and they're all these rich, snooty kids, you know. And uh, But a group of the kids get to leave because their one dad, one of their dads come and takes them on a ski trip. But the one kid can't leave because they can't get a hold of his parents. So he can't get permission to go. So he's stuck with Giamatti. And there's also a, the the cook at the school is also there for Christmas break. And, and she's a black lady. And, and the actress who plays her, she was in um, uh, People of Earth. You remember that show about the aliens? Yeah, that was a great show. Yeah, she was the, the uh, lady in that one, the People of Earth. If you remember the bigger lady, you know, Do you remember her? I think her name was Yvette or something like that or Yvonne. Oh, okay. And um, I think she started having a, a relationship with that one, uh, like the dopey white guy. Never, I don't know. Anyway, but uh, she plays the cook and her son had just died in Vietnam. So she's mourning the loss of her son and her and Giamatti are kind of Giamatti's not nice to anybody. He's nice to her. And uh, this kid is always a pain in the ass to Giamatti. But so the movie's just about how Giamatti kind of, you know, changes over the course of the film he becomes more open to people and the kid the kid improves his life he improves the kid's life one of them's one of them deals you know yeah, yeah. you know where this Real is. uplifting tale but uh it, it's very well done uh giamatti's great and yeah, it's very well written and well acted just a good solid movie so yeah the holdovers i would recommend yeah. it i would check it out 
So apparently, so make the movie set in the 50s or 60s, and it'll be good. That's what we've learned today. Yeah. Yeah. So. What's the Stewart movies this time? Oh, uh, no, Kristen Stewart. Is that what you said? Yeah, didn't you watch a bunch of her movies one time? I did. And when I first did this, I remember I watched a bunch Kristen of like. Stewart uh, and Colin Farrell were, uh, Colin were Farrell, big on yeah. this. Yeah, you did watch the Batman, so you got your Colin yeah. Farrell in there. Yeah, but yeah, no, Chris, I, I do like the Kristen Stewart. I never liked the Kristen Stewart, and then I watched those movies. And, oh, I like the Kristen Stewart now. Per, personal <laughs> Shopper. Go watch Personal yeah. Shopper, and then let me know if you like Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I've watched a couple scenes from that movie. Yeah. Not watched, <laughs> <laughs> I also watched some movie with her, Juliette Binoche, and I'm a big Ooh. Juliette Binoche guy. And there's a Juliet Binoche movie that I want to watch, and I'll probably watch it for next week. Something like uh, I, uh, Who You Think I Am or something it's called. I don't know. Like that. You're really going for these well-known, popular yeah. flicks. <laughs> I went through the list of best <laughs> movies, and this is the best we got. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, here, uh, here are some of the other movies I've written down. Let's see if any of these strike your fancy. Uh, yeah. so, something called Burning. This is a, a basically it seems like a Korean version of The Great Gatsby. So, oh, okay. So I want to watch it. It's supposed to be really good, but it gets subtitles, so I have to do it at some point when I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, the House of the Devil. Oh, okay. I think I may have watched part of that. Like a babysitter and like weird shit, like cult stuff starts happening, something like that. Seems like, yeah, seems like it. Well, there's a devil involved, so what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Proposition, I think this is uh, Guy Pierce, I believe, is a cowboy. And mm. someone's – well, I, I, I like a good Western. And I think the deal <laughs> of this is his little brother is in trouble with the law, and the sheriff tells him, I'll let your little brother go if you go and kill your older brother who's wanted for murder. Mm. So he has to decide if I'm going to save my little brother, who's a good kid, or uh, go murder my filthy older brother. So I think he's going to go do that. <laughs> so maybe we'll watch out. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the Messenger, Woody Harrelson. Uh, I, again, I think this is a Vietnam situation. He's It's his job to go inform families that their loved ones have died. And okay. So it seems, seems like a real uplifting, happy story. I'm sure that'll be good. Yeah. Tried to watch a Woody Harrelson movie this week, but I did not. Didn't even make it to the part where he showed up. What was that? Apparently, he's in Triangle of Sadness. Oh, there's <laughs> like a track captain in there. Yeah, Tuffy, uh, Jack told me this when we recorded Flea Market Fan. He goes, "I tried to watch Triangle of Sadness," and I'm like, "You watched our podcast? How did you do that?" And he's like, no, "I forgot all about that movie." Need to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it was not good from the first ten minutes. So I was kind of just out. There's <laughs> a lot of like males, like male modeling. I'm like, I don't care about any of that. <laughs> Apparently, the triangle of sadness is like your, like by your eyebrows and that kind of thing. They're like lighting yeah. up on your triangle of sadness. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no idea. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, something called Welcome to Me. I believe this is Kristen Wiig. She. Yeah. Wins oh. a lottery. Yeah, I heard about this. One. She she takes her money and like starts a uh, TV show all about herself, like a reality it's show, like Oprah essentially. <laughs> Those are all on Peacock now on Freebie. Uh, Train to Busan. Mm. Very good movie. 
Yes, yeah. That's about zombies, right? Man. A train. Yep. Yeah. Get these In motherfucking the zombies off this motherfucking train. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good movie. I love that one. I think you also saw this next one, Jack. Uh, Grave Encounters. No, I remember Larry talking about that one. Oh, Larry all right. I remember someone watching it. Yeah. yeah, he loves, I think, both of those. I think there's two of them. It's like a found footage horror ghost yeah. movie. I think Pete likes those, too. He's very big into found footage movies. All right. Uh, on Tubi, there's something called Paranorman. It's, uh, I think it might be an animated movie or something. But yeah, it is an animated movie, yeah. yeah. People say it's good. Susperia. It's an older oh, film. which one? The seventies one? The seventies one, I believe. Okay, yeah, because they remade it a couple years ago, and it was weird. But yeah, the seventies one is interesting. It's got a really great score. Uh, better than the score to uh, what was that movie we watched with the synthesizer? Oh, um, we we just watched that last week. What was it? Last week was we could have wrote down the movies we watched because they're so <laughs> memorable. It was not ABC's of Death. It was oh, the guy from Iran. Man. Dangerous man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dangerous yeah. man. That is the best um, score um, ever. Also, on TV, Dog Soldiers. Miles Watson told me about this, like werewolves and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Something else called Mandy. Oh, yeah, with Nicholas Cage. Cage. Oh, okay. Chainsaw fight. Yeah. Yeah. See, I couldn't remember anything about it. I just wrote it down for some reason, but I have no memory about it. Uh, Amazon now. Uh, Ash is the purest white. Uh, this might also be a foreign nope. film. Uh, but I guess some lady like uh, falls in love with an assassin or something, and I don't know something like that. Hmm. A movie called A Hero. Don't really remember what that's about. Uh, Love and Friendship. This seems like a, uh, uh, what's the word? Like an old timey movie, like from the 1800s or something. Or 1900s. <laughs> oh, okay. Like Victorian era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who am I thinking of? The, I'm so old, I can't think of anything. <laughs> Sense and Sensibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who wrote yeah. those books? <laughs> Emily, Jane, yeah. uh, Jane Austen, Jane, Jane Austen, what? yeah, Bantish. all those yeah, movies, yeah, yeah. yeah, one of them Jane Austen movies. Uh, Man from Reno. I tried to watch this movie, and it's about again, it's uh, like an Asian lady is a, a crime mystery writer, and uh, she's decided to end her popular series of books. And something how I guess she ends up investigating a murder or something. It seems cool. She seems awesome, but subtitles. And I'm going to have to sit down and like actually wait. <laughs> so we're going to have to wait on that one. The secret in their eyes. Oh, I think I watched that. David Duchovny. Is that it? I have no idea. No idea. I write these things down. And I forget them. I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> the secret in their eyes. Secret in their eyes. Or maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't think it's the company. Okay. This is part of the show we do. Oh, this is Julia Roberts. Yes, yes, yes. I watched this. I think I saw this in the theater, actually, when I was going to the theater all the time. It's Julia Roberts? Uh, yeah. Chiwetel Ejiofor, Nicole Kidman. 
they're like cops, and like Julie Roberts is a cop, and then they oh. find her daughter in like a dumpster. So she's okay. got to investigate it. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I do remember investigations. All right, that makes sense. Uh, who you think I am is Juliette Binoche. She's like a fifty-year-old lady who's with a, a younger man, and she thinks he's cheating on her or something. So she creates a fake internet profile for a younger woman and tries to like I think entrap him into going after this. I think that's what it's about. But it's like it's the Kate Bush song, uh, Babushka. I'll take your word for it, <laughs> as will anyone else listening to this, because no one has ever heard of that song. All right. Uh, that's a popular song. It was all over the radio, radio, I think. I mean, I've heard huh. it on Q101 back in the day. Huh. I've only heard of it because uh, when on the Ricky Gervais show, like the uh, the radio show they used to do, Carl Pilkington had a segment called Song with a Story. Where he oh. would pick songs that have like a narrative story to them, and Babushka was one of the yeah. songs they played. Yeah, how about that? Yes. All right. Uh, so that is who you think I am. Next, totally killer. I think this is Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men. Oh, I watched this. Yeah, not long ago. Yeah, this is, is where like, oh, dodgeball. <laughs> is this even legal? Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next up, The Courier. Don't know what that is. But, uh, Sounds like a Jason Statham movie. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> um, oh, you know who I think it is? I think it's uh, Doctor Strange. Ooh, come oh, on, come on, come on, bitch. I think he's in it. Um, I think it's like a spy thing. Uh, next up, Juliet, comma, naked. And this oh. has this has but, Rose Byrne in it. And if Rose Burns in a movie and Naked's in the title, I'm gonna watch the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> so, That's a good call. Yep, can't follow that logic. I think it's supposed to be a comedy. Like uh, she's, uh, shoot, what's she, like her, her ex boyfriend? I think might be a, a famous musician now or something. And her boyfriend, current boyfriend, likes him. I don't know. It's something like that where. <laughs> He he knows that this other guy saw her naked. I don't know, something like that. Um, uh, Bubba Hotep. We've never watched Bubba oh, Hotep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard good things. Never watched it. This was on my list back when I was doing the other years ago, and I never watched it, so maybe we'll get to it at some point. But I guess it's, uh, what's that guy from the Evil Dead movies? Bruce Campbell. Yeah, Bruce Campbell, and he plays like an Elvis impersonator, and there's a mummy coming around murdering people or something. Bruce Campbell's always great. He's one of the best <laughs> actors we have. So those are just some of the great movies that could be in store for you uh, if I keep watching movies. There's got to be better movies than this out there, right? So what? Uh, but you what would think? think. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we had a couple winners this time: Putney Swope, uh, The Holdovers, uh, Blow the Man Down, and even Half Nelson. So three, you know, three, four good movies. Three or yeah. four people were injured in that shootout. Three or four good movies. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Uh, what else? Toffee, final three episodes of season two of Twin Peaks, eh? Yeah. I've entered the Black Lodge. Ah, there you go. But how is Anne? Will we ever know? <laughs> yeah, Heather Graham, right? Is uh, Yeah. She was something. What's, he, what's she doing these days? I haven't seen her in years. 
Uh, he was in some kind of Lovecraft movies. movie last year, I think. It's probably yeah. on Peacock or one of those, <laughs> I think. Yeah, she was great. Uh, yeah, she was in something called Suitable Flesh this year. Yeah, that's the one. Hmm. All right. Um, yeah, she ain't doing much. It looks. I mean, she's doing a lot, but nothing I've heard of. <clears throat> but yeah, but after it, listening to uh, the list of movies Mike Dell watch, I just haven't heard of movies apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, in Twin Peaks, she was dating. De- uh, I always want to say the company, but um, Cooper McLaughlin, Kyle McLaughlin. What was her relationship? Oh. She was related to somebody in this. She was right? Norma's sister. Yeah. And Norma was Peggy Lipton. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking love Peggy Lipton. All right. Um, so, and w- Wyndham Earl yep. kid- kidnapped her, right? Uh, yeah, from the Miss Twin Peaks competition. <laughs> That's right, Miss Twin Peaks. Was Shelly in that? Everybody was in it. Shelly, Donna, <laughs> uh, Lucy was in it. Well, what about Audrey? Uh, Audrey was, uh, was Audrey think, in it? I don't think she was. I don't think she was. Yeah, I think she was too cool. She was with Billy Zane the whole time. Oh, fucking Billy Zane. <laughs> yeah, so it's so tough. Did you see where he fucks her on the plane and then just leaves? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't hold it against Billy Zane, right? <laughs> Who would do the same? Man on the moon. He had to get to Brazil to help his friend. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Billy Zane. Twin Peaks would be so much better without Billy Zane. Ah, oh, get out of here. He is not the problem with that show. <laughs> He's one of them. He's one of them. But, uh. Yeah. And then, uh. Yeah, there's I a mean, weird. It was worse when Audrey, where, like, uh, chains herself to the bank at the end to, like, <laughs> just blows up, like. Yeah, that's that was... right. She's chained at the bank when, uh, when yeah. this Twin Peaks is happening. Yeah. So I don't even know if she's alive at this point. Two, two things do. Find out in the return. Uh, David Lynch when he left, but I think also what played into David Lynch leaving was when the network uh, didn't want Cooper and uh, Audrey together, and also what's her face didn't want McLaughlin yeah. and Audrey together. Laura Boyle. Carolyn Penn. Yeah. Yeah. Laura Flynn Boyle. Okay. Yeah, because she was dating Coop McLaughlin in real life, and she got jealous right. that he was, and so because Cooper and Audrey together were dynamite. They were awesome. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's also terribly inappropriate that he was like. Flirting with this high school girl, <laughs> but still, he was a good guy. So you know, like, oh, they'll keep it clean until they don't keep it yeah. clean. So it'd have been really good. Yeah, you know? exactly. But, all right, so uh, Tuffy, what uh, what else goes on in these final three uh, episodes? There at the Twin Peaks. The, uh... Uh, yeah, because they got you know they they got the petroglyphs. They're all trying to figure out, and uh, Wyndham Earl's got the the mic in the bonsai tree in the sheriff's office. So he's hearing everything they're talking about, and uh, he dresses up like the log lady. Uh, to go to the Miss Twin Peaks competition. And uh, he captures Major Briggs at one point, and then Leo lets Major Briggs go. But Major Briggs doesn't know what the hell's going on, so that didn't really help anybody. Yeah. He's all hopped up on tranquilizers at that point. Um, Nadine is like uh, the wrestling camp for <laughs> the Miss Twin Peaks competition. <laughs> that was great. And she just got Yeah, they didn't have a problem. They had a problem with Cooper banging a high schooler, but Nadine comes over and she is going wild with Mike over there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
<laughs> but in her mind, she's a high schooler, right? She's uh... yeah, because her and Ed are gonna get a divorce because she's dating Mike now, and uh, it's okay if Ed marries Norma finally. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, it does not happen for another twenty years, <laughs> twenty-five years. Well, yeah, because it's a Miss Twin Peaks competition. Uh, Nadine catches one in the head, and that knocks her back into reality. Because then they're back at the house, and uh, she snaps back and says, who's this guy sitting next to me, and where are my drape runners? <laughs> where are my drape runners? <laughs> she was the worst. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty good when she thought she was in high school. That part was great. <laughs> yeah. It was entertaining, but gave poor Ed such a hard time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because then... Uh, they figure out how to get into the Black Lodge. Like, fear is the key to opening the Black Lodge or something. That's why Wyndham Earl kidnaps Annie so she'd be afraid. Uh, Isn't it like a pool of oil by a tree or something? Is that how they get in the Black Lodge? Or? Yeah, it's a ring of sycamore trees. Something like that. And uh, then Cooper goes into the Black Lodge, and he's talking to the little fella and talking to the giant and uh, Laura Palmer's there and he's his doppelganger at one point. Yeah. I remember that that thing. I believe that will come up again in the the third season, if I remember right, from the discussion. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He sees Bob there in the Black Lodge. And then... uh, Bob steals um, Wyndham Earl's soul in exchange for releasing Annie. And then they, they leave the Black Lodge and Cooper's uh, wakes up in his bed and he's, you know, the sheriff's there and someone else is there maybe. And then Cooper goes in the bathroom and uh, bangs his head in the mirror and there's Bob in the mirror. He's got Oh, Cooper. that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, how, that's how it ends. Yeah. It's a good ending. Yep. How it ended for yeah. well, the longest time. That's basically where the story right. ended. All right, Tuffy, now you have to go watch Firewalk with me. Yeah. yeah. I plan on doing that. And then go to season three. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because Firewalk with me. Firewalk with me. So that's, that's a plus. Yeah, Laura, Palm, Laura Palmer gets naked, right? Yeah, that's Ooh. right. All right, so Tuffy, uh, now you've, you've seen the uh, Twin Peaks after years yeah. of putting it off, thinking it would be terrible. And uh, so what, what do you give Twin Peaks one out of 10? Um, it's, it's definitely good. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's as good as it is reputationally. Like everybody says Twin Peaks is this amazing thing. Um, <laughs> I think season one is as good as it's reputation. Yeah. Through the reveal of who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah. Pretty solid. And then it kind of meanders yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's like a ten up to yeah. then, and then after that's like a seven. At that point, it turns into just like a a network drama. Yeah, that's when David Where Lynch you checks have out. all kinds of different weird side plots going on, and you know the what's his face Catherine's husband turns out is alive, and she's dressing up as a Chinese guy to get Josie to go back to Hong Kong, and there's there's some weird stuff going on. Oh, uh. I don't remember if I talked about this last week, but at one point, Ben Horn thinks he's like a Civil War general from the South. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that, too. 
Twin Peaks, I would say eight or nine out of ten. It's no Breaking Bad. That's my review for the first two seasons. Yeah, and but it's it's way better than Breaking Bad, even at its worst. <laughs> Speaking of, um, a lot of the uh, the reaction channels I watch for Buffy reactions have finished, like they made it all the way through all the seasons. So uh, I noticed that one of the reaction channels I watch is is doing like uh, uh, on their Patreon. They've been watching Breaking Bad. You're goddamn right. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Hey, just watch Breaking Bad instead. <laughs> I could do that, but why? Put a mirror next to the TV to watch your own reaction to watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, Jank and well. his damn reaction. I mean, at least the OnlyFans, you get to see some naked ladies. You're just doing Patreon to watch people react to Breaking Bad. Hey, it's like $5 a month. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. Yeah. It's not good. I'm guessing the person reacting is an attractive young woman. (laughs) Oh, well, there's a lady and, like, a dude. And they're both pretty entertaining, so. Yeah. They're Canadians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's like three dollars American. All right. Uh, that's disturbing. Uh, many levels. All right. Start watching another show this week. A British show. A comedy right. game oh. show called Taskmaster. It's on YouTube. Taskmaster. Full episodes. Hmm. Yep. It's a, it's he's a great graphic reflexes. Yeah, he's a great Marvel villain. Taskmaster. Yeah. Now. now? doesn't have anything to do with that. No, the premise is you have a panel of five comedians and they're given just uh, inane tasks to complete. And then, uh, you know, they're awarded points based on how well they complete the task or how entertaining they complete the task kind of thing. It's very good. I'll be honest. It sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. I'd recommend checking it out. Sounds like the Breaking Bad of game shows. Not YouTube. <laughs> Full episodes for free. Plus. Doesn't cost five dollars even to watch. <laughs> Walt <laughs> Jr. Are things like you put the, an egg cup in an egg and a bunch of random objects on the table, and it's like put the egg into the egg cup without touching the egg or the egg cup. Uh, any item that you use to move the egg, you can use any item, but if anyone else uses that item, then you lose points for using the same item as someone else. But you don't know what the other people are using. You're doing this all independently. Oh, okay. All right. Or uh, there's one that was like, uh, spread your clothes as far and wide as possible. You have 20 minutes to complete the task. Your time starts now. So then it's, you know. What? (laughs) Yeah, one guy just takes it. Because there's a house that they have all these tasks in, in a little property. So one guy just, like, spreads his socks and his shirt around the property. Another guy, like, calls a cab and says, here, you take my shirt and drive for 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. that way, and I'm going to get on a bus and go 20 minutes this way, and that kind of stuff. Mm. You get, like, a helium balloon, you can just, like, tie your clothes to it and shoot it up in the yeah. atmosphere. Highly, highly recommend checking this out. What did you say it's on? Uh, it's on YouTube, full episodes. On YouTube. Hey, you know, I was watching Barney Miller on the YouTube, and, uh, they they have uh this channel has all the seasons like each season is one video so it'd be like six seven hour long season three 
And I always wonder to myself, how do they get away with this? How can they just uh, put these on? Oh, well, they can't. Uh, Sony like <laughs> knocked them all down this week. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Barney Miller just is low on the Sony priority list, so it took him a couple of years to get there finally, probably. But we have some good news. Uh, season 7 and 8 of Barney Miller are on Tubi. Uh, only season Thanks. 7 and 8. But Tubi did take off Soap. Soap is no longer on Tubi. Oh, what a trade-off. Check It Out is still on Tubi. Oh, that's a real shame. <laughs> Nobody knows that Check It Out ever existed, so they'll never check. <laughs> uh, once I make those Check It Out t-shirts, people will know. Yeah, I mean, you'll be the one wearing them, but you never leave your house, so I don't see that going too well. <laughs> It'll be great. Uh, so what else? Jack, anything you've been watching? Uh... I went back and watched the first season of Is It Cake? Because I watched Is It Cake 2, but <laughs> Is it watched cake? Is It Cake the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of watching a reaction video, are you going to start watching reaction videos to Is It Cake? <laughs> no, but no, no. Watch some Barney Miller. Hey, go check it out. Watch it. Taskmaster. This show is fantastic. But do they have to figure out if things are cake or not? <laughs> uh, that might be one of the challenges in the later seasons. I don't know. Is, is there going to be a show One of the challenges gonna... I do remember was uh, destroy this cake in the most beautiful way. You have ten minutes. <laughs> Make sweet, sweet love to your it. ass. Yep. <laughs> uh, are they going to have – is it uh, is it pie? Is that going to be a spinoff? <laughs> is it? I feel like people don't make as many uh, pies that look like other objects. <laughs> is it or tofu? <laughs> Definitely not doing that. No one wants to use tofu for anything. Uh, so that's so something. Like, basically, you have to fool the judges, but if you do, then the like. It comes down to a taste competition after that. Like, oh, all three of you fooled the judges, then <laughs> they taste your cake, and then whoever's tastes the best, like, wins that week. So, yeah, yes. tofu's not going to impress anybody. It's going to be like, ugh, this tastes like garbage. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, I just Barney Miller still, and uh, that's about it for me. And 11 movies. So, yeah, I yeah. watched 11 movies. Yeah. I did my part. Yep. <laughs> you sure did. You took one for the team. <laughs> Watching terrible movies that no one's ever heard of. <laughs> yeah, because it's tough picking movies. Again, these are supposed to be good. I can't pick terrible movies because that's our gimmick normal. Uh, that's our normal <laughs> yeah. gimmick, so you can't do that. Yeah. So these were supposed to be good movies, but eh, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. All right. I said the Equalizer 3 was on Netflix, but like... Only if you pay for the non-ad version, which is like twenty bucks. I'm like, ah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, you could, if you ended up paying twenty dollars for that movie, you could pay the Equalizer to get revenge on you for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> take down Netflix. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, all right, Tuffy. Anything else? Big football weekend. Are you gonna make some picks there for us, Tuffy? Uh, yeah. Um. Pull up the schedule. Uh, Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City. Uh, yeah. Right. I don't know how cold it's going to be tomorrow in Kansas City. I, I hear tell it's going to be like negative 30 degrees. That's what I thought because I'm not 
geographically, I'm, a, I'm about the same north-south as Kansas City. And it is fucking freezing out and windy as all hell right now. Uh, also, uh, windy Buffalo uh, will be hosting Pittsburgh. They say up to 40 mile per hour winds. Oof. Damn. I swear and to God, good. if the Steelers win that game. I know. Everyone thinks Buffalo is just going to roll over them. I would not, because TJ Watts out. But because yeah. of the wind and the bad weather, Steelers are just going to try and run the ball. And the Steelers always play ugly games. They're usually one score games. Yeah. End, so they're good at ugly games. Uh, I wouldn't yeah, the be first shocked. Game, first game tomorrow, Cleveland at Houston. I think the Browns win that one. I say uh, Joe Flacco comes back to reality and CJ Stroud lights them up. So we'll see. Yeah. I think, uh, the goes gravity. Miles Garrett takes, uh, CJ Stroud and shows him what's what. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, did uh yeah, Miami, Kansas City. I think I'll take Kansas City because Miami cannot be a good team in the cold. I can't imagine. Yeah. They've, they've had just a string of terrible injuries on defense. So, yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo, but I'm really concerned Pittsburgh is going to win that. I think the line's ten and a half points or so. I mean, I'll take Pittsburgh in the yes. Yeah, I'll take Pittsburgh to cover for sure. Uh, Green Bay at Dallas. Yeah, Dallas better win that game or yeah. I think they have. The Green Bay's defense is the shits, so I'll take Dallas. Yep. Uh, The Rams at the Lions. I hope the Lions win. I think the Rams are going to (laughs) win. That'd be nice for the Lions, but uh, I want the Lions. Lions. Yeah, I want the Lions to win. Losing Laporte is crushing. Like they play. Uh, I saw he was at practice today. Oh, all right. Well, in pads or in uh, uniform, participating. I don't know. Don't don't think he's supposed to play. Full participant. Uh, And then, yep, the Eagles at the Buccaneers. Um, I mean, the Eagles have been terrible at the end of the season. I saw yesterday uh, a report that uh, Jalen Hurts hurt his finger the last game, and he hadn't thrown a football all week. Ooh, that's not a good sign. But also, yeah. Baker Mayfield's not their quarterback, so that's also a good sign. Uh, yeah, you think the Eagles would have to win, but if Hurts can't throw a football, uh, that would seem yeah. to limit them. That's not going to be good. Uh, give me the Bucks, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't. I think it'd be the underdog, right? What's the line on that one? The Eagles have to win that. I, mean, be, it, I guess they should be picking against the lines here, not just straight up. Uh, so let's see. We got the Browns are one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take the Browns to cover. Chiefs are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take the Dolphins to cover. Ooh. Uh, but the Chiefs to win. Bills, nine-and-a-half points I'm seeing. Steelers to cover and possibly win outright. <laughs> Cowboys are seven-point favorites. I'll take the Cowboys in a blowout to cover. Uh, the Lions are three-point favorites. Man, I guess I would I'll take def- the Rams. On yeah, I'd definitely take the Rams. And the Eagles are three-point favorites over the Bucks. Give me the underdog at home, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, so there you go, toughest picks. Yeah. And, uh... So and in the something. Slovenian handball league. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tuffy, what about the Bears? They, they're keeping Matt Eberflus, but they fired yeah. Etsy, the offensive coordinator. 
I'm sure that'll solve the problem. It can't hurt because <laughs> their offense was Mickey Mouse. Yeah. I don't know. What um, I mean, maybe maybe they had talked to Jim Harbaugh, and he said he's staying at Michigan, so they said, all right, we'll just stay with Eberflus then. But what about this, Tuffy? They say uh, Eberflus is their guy. Then, like, a day later, Bill Belichick is out in New England. Yeah. So uh, now do they tell uh, Eberflus, no. hey, buddy, uh, you're out now. You don't want an 85-year-old Bill Belichick. That's not going to be an improvement. <laughs> really? I would guess you would take him immediately if you're Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I guess one of the we reasons Eberflus is staying is because the ownership is cheap, right? And they don't want to fire him and pay another yeah, coach. Yeah, very, very cheap. They don't want to pay anybody for anything. Yeah. So. They, don't, they don't even know where they're going to be playing in like five years because they haven't figured out where to build a new stadium because they can't get the tax breaks they want. They bought land, but they can't get the tax breaks. So, so where do you still end up in Chicago? Really not big on tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where do you think Belichick's going to end up? Uh, I don't know. Who's going to fire their coach? Well, there's a lot oh, of yeah. openings. San Diego, Justin Herbert, that seems like a logical place to yeah. go. Uh, but there are rumors that if Dallas loses, they'll fire Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones will want to bring in Belichick. Huh? Um, that would be, yeah. Because to Jerry Jones, Bill Belichick is a young man still, so. The, the betting favorite at the moment is the Atlanta Falcons. I can't huh. see him going to Atlanta. I just. No, that makes no Tennessee? sense. Tennessee? No, he won't go to Tennessee. Inspired their coach. Yeah, I can't see it. Like, why go to Tennessee? They're so far away from being good. I don't. Yeah. Washington uh, says they're not interested. Yeah. Um, it would have to be San Diego, I guess. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. If he yeah, really we'll see, wants. I think that all time wins record. Yeah, he's like two he's fifteen wins away, so yeah. two good years he'll get it. But um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh the Jets should should put him bring him in. <laughs> I don't south. think that's getting you fifteen wins in two years, but Ah, if Rogers is healthy. They have a good defense, you know. They just Rogers is like forty he's very old. <laughs> He is he's not only, be healthy for two full He's seasons. only 40 uh, years old coming off a torn Achilles. He'll be fine. That offensive line is so good. He'll be fine. <laughs> he, he took, what, four snaps and he got hit three times? Or <laughs> three snaps and hit yeah. three times? So, whatever it was. so um, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Belichick will go. Uh, what other big news? Yeah, a lot of uh, Nick Saban left Alabama. That's big college yeah. football news. Any big wrestling news? Uh, Jinder Mahal's fighting Seth Rollins. <laughs> Jinder's back. Jinder is back. I saw um, something about Tony Khan was tweeting, talking bad about Jinder Mahal or something, and yep. that's getting Jinder Mahal a lot of love. But Yep. So I, I would not be shocked if Jinder Mahal wins the title just to stick it to Tony Khan. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, Tony Khan is just an endless stream of comedy. Just watch that guy. He's hilarious. Very funny. Uh, all right. So I don't know. I guess that's about it. He got nothing. So next week, Dick Belsky will be here. Yeah. Talk about his new book. Good old Dick Belsky. And we're watching Body Melt. Yep. Uh, that's on Tubi, Tubby? That's on Tubi. 
All right. And Flea Market Fantasy, The Avengers is up there right now. Uh, it's doing okay. Not like Predator and the other ones. <laughs> yeah, not there. so much. <laughs> not exactly flying well, off these shelves. Uh, it's up to about 60 now, so that's about our average. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good for us. Anything over 50 is good for us. Oh, Too bad we made those t-shirts when we thought we were flying high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the t-shirts. We got the t-shirts will be here soon. Uh, what did we record last night, Jack? Godzilla. Godzilla. That's right. Yeah. Godzilla. That's something. All right. So uh, until next week, pass the Mochi Chi, Governor Gabby. That will be a great t-shirt. Thank you very much.